Good evening and welcome to the Freak Easy spin-off podcast to the very best Geek Easy podcast, a podcast of great proportion. Tonight we are discussing a film of immense... <laughs> you have to do it the whole time. Do it the entire time. Don't stop. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me, Jonathan. I can control it too. You said feeling. <laughs> Tonight, we are discussing a film of great import and historical. Oh, I lost the word. All right, out of it. Guys, welcome back to the Freak Easy. And all those it's, other movies. It's got to be the worst. It's got to be the worst Alfred Hitchcock. I saved it. You nailed it. Well, he didn't do two, three, or four, I should point out. I think that's pretty clear. Oh, man. Guys, I'm juiced. Yeah, man. Did you do all your homework? I did all my homework. Did you do all your homework? I didn't know there was homework. Guys, welcome back to the Freak Easy. I am your host, Scaring Jaren. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Phantom Dan. Mm-hmm. Oh. And our guest star, Jonathan Leonard. Hey, I'll take guest star. Guest star. <laughs> yeah. So I get the little and before my name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Nice. Featuring. And, and. Featuring. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And yeah. There Jonathan. we go. I'm in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got, tonight, we are talking Psycho. The, the, the grandfather, the original slasher, mm-hmm. man, man, it's so good. Hitchcock, yeah. baby. It's one of, like, so this is one of the, so Psycho just, I'm, I'm just going to jump right in. We should, um, yeah. yeah, let's just like, jump Psycho right in. Psycho is, is one of the films, it's one of the, like, it's transcended the horror genre. You know what I mean? Like, like not only did it kind of start the slasher thing, mm-hmm. but then, like, it is, Respected as like one of the great movies of all time, you know, not nothing else, none of the other, you know, horror movies. As much as you love horror or anything, right. like none of the rest of them are like respected as, uh-huh. you know, like this great movie. And you know what? It's totally clear when you're watching it. Oh, like dude. you get that while you're watching this. Yeah, movie. like that's what I, I, I thought you were going to downplay it when you were starting off because <clears throat> you were saying something you know, like the worst Hitchcock or whatever. Uh, so the, the worst Hitchcock. That's what I thought. Yeah, no. I heard. So I don't think you Apparently, did. But I, I would guess. I would definitely yeah. say not the worst. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll play not. it back. Yeah. So. <laughs> Why? Because I immediately started going. No, that's great. Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of Hitchcock though. They're all pretty good. But this can't be the worst, can it? Uh, but <clears throat> no, it's great. No, this it's, this movie's great. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and I I will say this since we're diving right into this right now. Um, if if you if you listen to the show, you know we're going to get into spoilers. But if you're somebody who's stumbling upon this for the first time and listening to it, we are going to get into spoilers. And if you have never seen Psycho before, I am urging you right now to just pause this podcast, watch that movie because you don't need to be listening to all of this discussion before you experience this movie for the first yep. time. Yep. So go watch and that movie and es- then come back. Especially if somehow it hasn't been spoiled yes, before you, you know through nothing, culture you know somehow. Because that's a ticking time bomb. Go exactly. take care of it. Yeah, if you know nothing about Psycho and you've never seen it, please go watch it before you listen to this. So I was, I was listening to one of the uh, podcasts. That one, uh, there's like a horror podcast they were talking about Psycho and mm-hmm. actually <clears throat> there's other horror podcasts <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were the first ones that thought of it yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I thought so I thought this was the only one 
<laughs> thought we were trailblazing. What am I even doing here? Well, they were interviewing a guy who had made one of the a, a documentary on Psycho, and he had been working with. He walked into a bank wearing a shirt that had the mother silhouette on it, mm-hmm. and the bank teller was some young girl, and she was like, "Oh." The Bates Motel. So, like, she knew from that show that is on, like, A&E. Yeah. And, like, he spoiled the... He was like, he was like, well, actually, it's... You know, or he said something about, yeah, it's... You know, it's not Mother. And she had no clue what he was talking... You know what I mean? Oh, wow. So, like, so like even if people are... What I'm coming around to, even if people are, like, a fan of, like, Bates Motel, not all of them have seen Psycho. And that's go watch crazy. Psycho. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Like, Do we know crazy. anything? I don't want to veer off too much because Bates Motel <clears throat> isn't the subject of our right. show today but do we know a lot about that show like not really is it a slasher style show or is it just some weird drama thing or so so i don't know i, I didn't watch it so um I, I wanted i thought i was gonna watch it. i thought it was only like one or two seasons and so i was like you know what i'm gonna go check it out we're watching the psychos we're gonna talk about them i'm gonna go watch bates motel i got some free time uh and it's like five seasons long. Yeah, oh, wow. five like, seasons. Yeah, like, oh, it's ten episodes a season. Yeah, so I can't fifty get episodes. Bad in time. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to watch. Because I did the same thing. Like I started looking at it after watching those movies because I want. I'm curious mm-hmm. now. So I did kind of do the thing where I was like just flipping through and like reading about each of the episodes, like the synopsis for each episode, trying to kind of piece together, yeah, get, what, like, a what, like get a feel for what's going on. And it didn't really like help me at yeah. all. Like, I, yeah. So like, I think I am going to check yeah. it out at some point just cause I want to know. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say, so. in fairness to, to the, to the people who are writing those synopsises though, good for them. Cause <laughs> yeah. I always hate it when you read a synopsis for a show and you're like, Oh, I don't have to watch this episode. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally true. Totally true. Um, so I also did not read the book. By yeah, Robert Block, um, which is the, the novelization of the film Psycho. Well, it's it's actually the, it's the novel that the film was based on. Yeah, I, I apparently, <laughs> it, apparently, it doesn't share much. Um, I mean, it created Norman Bates and the mother character and everything, but um, it's a very it's a very different different book that was written after the guy learned about Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I read that it was in, that. Yeah. Norman Bates is inspired by yeah. by Ed Gein. Yeah. yeah. Aren't aren't a bunch of isn't he the one that like several so, horror movies have inspired yep. by so so Norman Bates um, he inspired Leatherface. I, that, I, I thought the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was uh, Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that before too. And uh, Buffalo Bill in the Silent Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, those those are the main ones. I don't yeah. know. You know, you don't really need more than that. Oh well, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three pretty iconic yeah. characters right, over sure. yeah. <laughs> Good job, Ed Gein. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Glad you were around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. way, way to be way to be the most famous serial killer, most famous for not being a serial killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, most that you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, good enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Um so, I always like to start off just kind of like our, our memories of any of this. Mm. Um, I know Psycho was one of the, like, my mom showed me Psycho, and I know the first time I would have seen it. Sounds healthy. I know the first time I would have seen it, I was not able to comprehend, you know, like, 
this is a great movie. You know, I mean, I enjoyed it, and it was like a slasher. You know, it was like a scary movie. Yeah, I didn't yeah. always get to watch it. It was great so it was for like, you because oh. you're young, and you're not, yeah. you think you're not supposed to be watching it, yes. but also your mom is letting you, and this is awesome, and, and this is fun, and what a great movie. Right. Not like, well, this is artistically a fantastic film. Yeah. So, so she has also always used these movies against me um, because I, I believe that so she's a, like a staunch believer that media affects society and like I'm pretty staunch believer that like media is a reflection of society can't she, it be both absolutely oh. I mean that's and that's what our conversations always come to but like <laughs> you know we lean opposite directions um, but she always uses these movies against me because I, I she says we went to see Psycho 2 on the drive-in and there's a scene in that, and we'll, we'll talk more about the movie itself, but there's a scene in that where Norman hits his mother with a shovel, and she always says that, like, the next day... Or does this, he? I had this little... I had, like, a plastic toy shovel that I hit her with the next day. <laughs> and... Like, I, I don't want to... I don't wanna, I don't ever want to call my mom a liar. <laughs> and... And probably that happened. Yeah. Did you, you, also, did you at least make her some beef first? It's, it's, Offer her some yeah. sandwiches? Uh, man. It's hilarious how close that is to the joke I almost made. Because when you were like, she says she, she uses it against me. I was mm-hmm. going to say, does she just scream, what are you going to do, kill me again and start wearing my dresses? And you go, that was Norman Bates, Mom, not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so those, are, those are my main memories of, of Psycho. Do you guys have any memories? Uh, honestly, my my first memory of Psycho in and of itself, outside of like just knowing about it from pop culture, was probably three years ago. Yeah. Like I did not see that. I've seen this movie before now, but yeah. it's very recently. Yeah. The first time I actually sat down and watched it. So I'm the same. Yeah. And 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 I'll just kind of use this. And we've talked about this with a lot of these movies, but obviously this is one that has penetrated pop culture so thoroughly yeah. that a lot of people who have never seen this. They know the shower reference. They know mm-hmm. the wee, wee, wee yep. with the knife in the shower. Um, you know, they even know even even the stuff with mother. You yeah. know, the conversation with mother and finding out it's a corpse or whatever. All of that stuff is so heavy in pop culture mm-hmm. that I bet a lot of people know those references and may yep. not even know they come from the yep, movie. For cycle. sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I will say, like, I do have it's not a memory of the movie. I, I, I vague. I, I remember being confused when I found out probably I would guess in my late teens or early twenties that it was an Alfred Hitchcock flick yeah. Yeah. because my first impressions of the movie were on the horror shelves that I barely ever went down when I was a kid at the video store because uh-huh. there were, you know, in the eighties when all of these things were coming out, all of a sudden there were like three and four of them now. And they had those covers where you could tell that they were these, you know, in my head, they were mixed in with all the nightmares and sure. Freddy's and whatever else. And so sure. they were right there. So that's the image I had of this franchise. And then one day I learned that Alfred Hitchcock made psycho. And I'm like that. I That's just start, I just immediately start Im- 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 imagining an Alfred Hitchcock Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever, yeah. you know. And I'm just nice. like, that doesn't make any nice. sense. <clears throat> Which I mean is not not what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well let's talk about the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with the first one, 1960 Psycho. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, and and so like Alfred Hitchcock was already one of the biggest 
directors in Hollywood at this time, and he had he had done I believe he had done North by Northwest, and I believe he was he had just finished shooting Vertigo when he was looking for the next project, and I think I think maybe his wife handed him the book Psycho and was like, hey, check this out, and he immediately decided, oh, this is this is what's next. Um, but then he couldn't get it made. Even though he was Alfred Hitchcock, nobody wanted to make this movie. And so he had to do it for, a t- because it was horror, and they didn't make horror. And even, you know, he was, like, he's become known as, you know, this master of suspense now and everything. And he was, he was then, he was making great movies, but, like, I think a lot of people today think of him as, like, this master of suspense and almost like, you know, I, I think of him more as, like, a horror icon than I do as like you know a lot of his movies were like kind of noir you yeah, know yeah uh, yeah mystery but a lot of them did involve you know uh, high concept murder well, especially for, sure. for the time and for stuff sure. like that so you kind of mix them together mm-hmm. yeah when, yeah yep. um, but Psycho became such a huge hit it's like it changed his entire persona and perception and media pop culture all that stuff yeah yeah um, so in trying to get this made he, he worked for no money um, he agreed to the money he did get he agreed to take only uh you know points on the back end or whatever that is he so he didn't get his normal director's salary um he couldn't get a big studio to back him so he just shot it with his tv crew that was working on alfred hitchcock presents with him so it's this it's this real like you know it's so, so interesting because it's so like often, an indie film yeah it's totally an indie film That's well, awesome. what what it is it's totally a horror film because, you know, all these, all the horror films, like, the first one is always, like, super low budget, super gorilla, yeah, and, like, yeah. I called my friend, and I called this, and that always, like, you know, and, and then it launches this franchise, and it launches this, like, it launches a lot of people's careers, yeah. and so it's super interesting just from the start, he was already, it'd be like, it'd be like, you know, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, Deciding to make, like, well, let's, you know what, let's do, uh, you know, I want to make an indie film. Yeah. You know, like, like if Steven Spielberg all of a sudden decided he was going to make Scream or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> um, story of Psycho. Gosh, it's so good. I don't even know yeah. where to start. Because it's, it's, it starts, it, it's. Well, it's like the first, like, 20 minutes play like a noir Yes. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a uh, like a mobster movie almost, mm-hmm. or, or something along those lines. Just like a crime thriller. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think that's one of the standout things about this movie, especially for somebody who doesn't know anything about it and has never seen it before. That it, it, it's got that big twist that's literally right in the middle of the movie, mm-hmm. where the movie changes directions yeah. completely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's suddenly a yep. different film. Yep. I was say, like, at it's at least point. two movies in one. You could yeah. almost yeah. argue three. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. And it's it's. But it's done so well. Yep. You know, because there are so many times where you could watch a movie and that could be a complaint. It's like I watched two different movies. It right. didn't fit together. But this is the this is the good way to do this. Yes. Because this this is like it, it starts off one way, which kind of gets your your mind going and, and following the story and wondering what's gonna happen, but then something completely unexpected happens that just shifts the whole direction in the narrative. But it's it's interesting because you're like, oh, whoa, what? Yeah. Now wasn't that the main character? What's happening now? The weirdo's the main character now? Oh my god, what is what is going to happen? You know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're on this completely different ride. And 
I'm, I don't know, man. I love it. I love it so much. It's done so well. So let me try and give a quick synopsis. Uh, we start with Marion Crane, who's played by Janet Lee, who's mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Oh. And she is with her boyfriend, Sam Loomis. No, Which not is, that one. <laughs> Dr. Loomis? <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, okay. Billy uh, Loomis? <laughs> n- no, not oh, that one okay. either. <clears throat> and uh, she wants to get married. They're having this torrid affair. They're in like a seedy motel where they come to do adult things. And what? and in the sixties, in the sixties, oh, what? it was very very oh. salacious. It's basically the fifties. Se- separate beds point. though, still right? Very yeah. salacious. Oh no, they were they were in the same bed. Oh yeah, scandal. Yep. No wonder they couldn't get this movie made. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so she wants to get married, and he gives her some excuse. He owes some debts, and he. Uh, He's still paying alimony to his first wife, so he can't get married until he doesn't want to get married until he's paid off his father's debts and his ex-wife is remarried. Um, so she leaves disappointed, goes back to work, where just the weirdest cowboy Wait. <laughs> gives delivers the best line in the entire movie. Uh-huh. It's as warm as fresh milk out there. <laughs> Dude, I feel like he is. He's really. <laughs> you remember you remember that oil tycoon on The Simpsons that was like a cowboy yeah, totally. and always had the six shooters? That was him. I feel like he's that dude. He is Probably that dude. Probably is. Yeah. yeah. He is that dude. I bet you anything that's exactly yeah. what that is. So it's warm as fresh milk out there. So he comes in and starts flashing around the unimaginable sum of $40,000 in cash. <laughs> slaps it on the table in front of her yeah. says he never he never carries around more than he can uh more than he can afford to lose yeah um because he's gonna buy a house he's right? gonna buy a house on monday mm-hmm. for his for his daughter for his daughter's wedding right yeah um so marion crane it's sees a big house in the 60s <laughs> yeah marion crane sees this money and thinks you know, her boss sends her to put it in the safe deposit box because he doesn't even want it in the office over the weekend. Yeah. And then they'll deposit it on Monday or do whatever. Well, boy, I think he, I boy, think he tells her. Because I think, I think the whole thing, too, is like, that's that's a stupid amount of money, and I don't want to hold that much money. <laughs> so let's keep it in the safety deposit box over the weekend, and then on Monday morning, we'll convince him to write us a check. That's oh, That yeah, was that's what right. that whole line that's of right. dialogue was. That's right. He was like, because the cowboy was already all like, Let's go get hammered and have a night on the town. Yeah, yeah. And like that was literally what was going on. For sure. So he was just like, all right, look, go take this money, yep. put it in the safety deposit box over the weekend. On Monday morning, when his mind's in a better place, we're going to convince him just to write us a check like a normal person. Right, right. <laughs> so she decides she's going to, on her way to deliver the safe, the money to the safe deposit box, she decides she's just going to take that money and abscond to Arizona, where, which is where... Sam Loomis, no, not that one lives. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start their life with this $40,000. Which, I know in the 60s, that was just a bananas amount of money. And I also know that, like, you know, there was no information superhighway back then. There was no internet. The phones were barely functional, <laughs> you know. So, like, but it just seems, it just seems bananas to me that... Let's go from California to Arizona and start a new life with forty thousand dollars. Was like a viable plan. Yeah, you yeah, know, it wasn't yeah. just wasn't pure yeah. madness. Yeah, 
Well, anybody who would steal $40,000 so they could marry the guy that they're shacked up in a hotel room with that clearly doesn't want to marry them <laughs> probably isn't necessarily thinking the plan all the way through right. either. Would right. you would you say it's a little bit psycho? Ooh. Wait, uh, she's I wouldn't psycho? I wouldn't have before, but n- now clearly I would. Ah. <laughs> so she runs across she runs she leaves California on the way down to uh, Arizona. Um, she encounters a super weird cop. She switches her car um, with the cop watching. A- after which, after I always think that's weird. So this cop, like, she is driving and she pulls over to sleep on the side of the road. And this cop, like, wakes her up and senses something's off because she is just the most suspicious person it's so you've suspicious. ever you've ever met my favorite part is when he asks for her license and registration and she like turns her back to the window yeah. to like dig through her purse to make sure that he doesn't see that that big giant envelope of money right. like yeah could you get your license out any more suspicious than no like doubt. turning your back completely to the officer like- uh, you could hold your purse open in front of him with forty thousand dollars pouring out of it. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so then, so then she goes and switches her car, which also all the while the cop is watching, like the cop watches her switch her car, yeah. which you would think would just kind of defeat the purpose of switching your car. Yeah. Um, and then, but then after she switches the car, it's like he just gives up. Yeah. He just, he pulls into that car lot dealership. And she drives off, and that's just the last we hear of that. That's the last we hear of that part. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, I'm gonna have to look at those that paperwork. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of the last line yeah. we hear from. Well, that he guy. realized everything seemed totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she because she what she traded in her car and then paid four hundred dollars or something like that. Oh, seven hundred dollars in, in cash. Yeah. So that she can get a different car. Yep. Yeah. How much was seven hundred in the in 1960? I don't know. You're the you're the you're the banker. Oh well, that's why I asked. You're so. supposed to just know <laughs> yeah. exchange rates. Like, I was asking, like but I was trying to ask before you guys could ask me. John, John, <laughs> you, you you know movies. You really and, flipped. You really you know, flipped that around on money. Me. That's your job here. What are you doing? Uh, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> so now we get. Wow. Okay. Oh. So. So seven hundred dollars in nineteen sixty is equivalent to six thousand one hundred and forty six dollars in twenty twenty. Nice. Oh well, that bad. That's the right. <laughs> so, that she, yeah. so she she's paid because I was thinking shouldn't she rolled off in a Lambo? But uh, no, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so and and after she leaves the uh, car lot, she arrives at the Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. The Bates Motel, you know. Is run by this, you know, kooky kind of. He's not kooky. He's uh, you know, just kind of mild mannered, mm-hmm. very laid back. You know, suspiciously laid back, I yeah. would say. Yeah. And he makes I mean, her. He, he makes some, her dinner. He does have like some weird little quirks to him. Like he's clearly not a, the cool guy by any oh, means. For sure. You know, he's a little little quirky, but yeah, he he seems like a nice fella. Yeah. Um, until he murders her. <laughs> Oh, well, that, that, was, that, was, that, that was his mother. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, Miss Janet Lee has dinner with him. Here's here's sandwiches and milk. Here, yeah, sandwiches and milk. Sandwiches and milk. Here's here's mother screaming at him in the house as he's trying to sneak out of the kitchen with these sandwiches and milk. Mm-hmm. That uh, some very not nice things about Mrs. Janet Lee. Then they have a super awkward conversation surrounded by the creepiest taxidermist birds ever. Yeah, because he loves mm-hmm. taxidermy. That's a thing. What a Why great, wouldn't he? Yeah. And, and what a great scene that mm-hmm. is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what a great scene that is. Because you walks in that room, 
It's it's the parlor, you know, because she wants him to come into her room to have dinner, and he, well, she invites him in. She doesn't want him. She invites yeah. him in, and he's like, "Well, how about the office?" And they walk into the office, and he's like, "Well, this is too auspicious. How about this parlor back here?" And they walk into this parlor, and all those birds are stuck to the wall and hanging. Yeah, birds. and they're all you know owls and these bright-eyed birds just staring at her. Yeah, super super awesome. Yep, and they have a real. Yeah. And she's thinking, this is what that cop felt like talking to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then they have a super awkward conversation, and she retires for the evening, um, intent to leave first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. She goes and takes a shower. Well, and then remember, too, because she told him that wasn't she gonna wasn't she gonna go back? Didn't she decide to go back? And yeah. like I need to basically, she was like, I think I need to go back and undo some things mm-hmm. before it gets worse or something like yeah. that. So well, he talked about making we all make our own personal traps. Yeah. So like he had said so he said something so profound mm-hmm. that you know she decided oh I better go back and fix fix yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So she was gonna go back yep. and and make mm-hmm. everything all better. That might have been the end of the movie for all we know. Until the movie takes say. a total kind of what kind of was the end of the movie just ended different than you expected. <laughs> yep, right. yep, that story finishes here. Yep. <laughs> so she's in the shower. Very famous shower, sour sheen. Yeah, very famous sour sheen. <laughs> that's yep, that's it. And uh, of course, she's in there, and boy, she enjoys that shower. I've never seen anybody Man, enjoy she, a shower like she does. She, well, well, we 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 pointed out too that she totally did that movie thing where she just like got into the bathtub uh, and then turned the shower yeah. on onto her. Didn't wait for it to warm up or anything. <laughs> right. Just blasted herself in the That's face. That's not how you guys do it with the shower. <laughs> no. But then she's so happy, like she's uh, like, yeah. "Ah, this is the well, greatest." She's, she's washing away all the guilt, dude. Yeah, that must have been it. Yeah, that yep. must have been it. She it felt great. And well, then standing then, here, I'm gonna go make everything right. I'm not gonna get stabbed to death. It's gonna be a good <laughs> night. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> boy, did she. Boy, was she wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, so the door creeps open, and the dark silhouette on the other side of the shower screen, and then it pulls open, and the knife. Re, re, re. Yes. Totally iconic, and it. And it <clears throat> I, I feel like that scene never disappoints. I love it, and and it's so it's such a culmination, man. Because like. Everything up to that point is just like building, building, building. The music is building, building, building. Like, you know, that movie is a runaway train that crashes in this scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like everything builds to that. Yeah. And it's, well, and, and, it's, that, and that is the scene that, like, I mean, if you watch five movies a year and you're over 20, you've seen that scene 10 times right. in other movies. Like, you cannot avoid that because it, avoid sh- it. it shows up everywhere. But. Mm-hmm. Even long before I ever saw Psycho, I knew exactly what that was referencing. That's yeah. how iconic it is. Yep. Like yep. that is one of the grandest scenes in movie history, without a doubt. Right. So then the movie switches. Yep. And Norman Bates becomes so, our protagonist. Yes. Well, yeah, because it's. I guess so. That scene right before, right before the shower murder. Uh, we get to see that he's got like a little peephole that looks into that room mm. that he put her in. Mm-hmm. And he kind of watched her like get undressed and get in the shower. But then he kind of quickly just put the picture back up to cover the hole. And then we saw him run home. Right. So then the murder happens. And uh, immediately after the murder, like the camera pans back over to the house 
where you hear Norman just yell, Mother? Mother? Oh, God, blood! Right. So, like, they, they I mean, like, they kind of make it out right away that the mother ran over there and just killed that girl for yeah. trying to sleep with her little boy. Right. Basically. As you yeah. would. Yeah. Which she didn't. <laughs> yeah. right. 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 But that's not the point. Right. For sure. Uh, so, Nor- so, now, so now we've got... We switch back, so even though, so like Norman becomes our main character now, um, but we do kind of switch back to Sam Loomis, mm-hmm. who is meeting, oh, what's her name, Marion's sister, Lila Crane. Lila, yep. And they, it's Monday, and now they have to find, you know, nobody's heard from Marion. Or it might be even a little. It's probably a little later. I don't remember exactly. It's a little later. Yeah, I don't week. know if they specified what no. how long it's been, they, but it's yeah, it's a, but some uh, enough time has passed that it's weird. Yeah, and, yeah. and enough time that she like she's she knows she hasn't been to work. Um, they kind of they know that she left with this money. Yeah, um, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she comes in to talk to Sam, who hasn't seen her and doesn't doesn't believe it. Right. She wouldn't do that kind of thing. You know that. Right. Um, and. Uh, Arborgast, <clears throat> that's his name. Arborgast, yeah. the Arborgast is the private detective. The private detective shows up, and he's just—he's. I, I love him in this movie, but he's almost—he's <coughs> almost the one thing that seems a little out of place. He's almost just a little too charactery. I feel, yeah, <laughs> just a little. I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, doesn't distract from the movie at all. But he—he almost—he shows up and he's. You know, it almost seems like he's kind of doing this, like, Laurel and Hardy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not like a one-man, you know, Laurel and Hardy. It's not like he shows up and he's, like, this hard-boiled detective or anything. Right, right. Um, but so everybody's on the on the hunt for Marion now. Uh, Arborgast is the first one to get to the Bates Motel, has a conversation with Norman, and, and Norman is just completely... And, that, and that's a super fun scene. Yeah, um, yes. because he's just yes. playing Norman, you know, because he's like, oh, you know, how about, have you seen this girl? And Norman's like, nope. And he's like, could you actually look at the picture first? And Norman's like, oh, no, I haven't seen her. Yeah. And he's like, well, can I check your book? She might check it under <laughs> a different name. Oh, yep. Here's her name. Well, here's her handwriting. Yeah. She's got like a sample yeah. of her handwriting. Yeah, a sample, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you know, and he's like, you want to look at it again? And he's like, and Norman's like, oh, well, it's a really bad picture. Really bad, you know, and he just completely yeah. does not fool this guy at all. <clears throat> Uh, so this guy goes and he calls Lila Ab- Arborgast. He says, I, "There's something fishy here. She was here. I know she was here. I'm gonna go back and check it out." And he thinks she's hiding there, right? He thinks this guy is hiding her. Uh, well, Arborgast thinks Norman is hiding her. So he goes and he's trying to check in. Oh, and we haven't talked about the the Bates the Bates Mansion. Like, what a great set yeah it's amazing. Like, the imagery just, it's yeah so it's so gothic and sinister yep. looking yeah and yeah. and how it mirrors norman because it's you know like the bates motel is just this plain simple motel you pass a hundred of them if you drive mm-hmm. 15 miles right 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 yeah. um and then behind it there's this sinister gothic castle it's great it's awesome it's a master at work mm-hmm. well done hitch mm-hmm. uh so arborgast arborgast sneaks into the house uh, starts poking around and uh, mother pops out and slices him in the face. He falls down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then he's dead. Then he's dead. She comes down and stabs him to death. Like he calls first, right? Did we talk about how he called Lila to tell yeah. her? No. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, like, now, now Lila's right. going to go check it out because. Yep. 
Because uh, he said he was going to come meet her or whatever in an hour or something like that so they could discuss. And That's then right. He doesn't show up. Yep. So then she's like, well, I'm going to go check it out. Yep. And Sam's like, what? No, just wait for him to come back. And she's like, no, he's had an hour. I'm going yeah. or whatever. So that's that's when she decides that she's going to get herself involved. Yep. Uh, her and Sam go to the place. Mm, yep. Uh, actually, first, I want to talk about um, Arbogast falling down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's such a yeah it's such a hitchcock yeah. scene yeah and yeah like you know because he was always doing innovative stuff and different kinds of stuff with yeah. the camera moves and that's one of the things he's known for um so like that's a super hitchcock scene uh i think, that's, I, I think they did that with like the screen behind him and they did that thing where like they played the footage behind him mm-hmm. to mimic like yeah like because it looked like he was falling down the stairs yeah. yeah i think that's how they pull that off probably yeah um <clears throat> I feel like it, it, it. Another thing, you know, like I feel like Arbogast is out of place. I feel like that scene is out of place. Like it's the one, it's it's one of the scenes that doesn't feel like it fits in with all the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, this movie is so <laughs> meticulously laid out and fit together. Like that scene just feels a little too high concept. I don't even know what to call it. It just feels yeah. a little out of place. I see, um, I see what you're saying. I, I also resent it because it's done in every sequel terribly. <laughs> they for sure just redo uh, it. There's yeah. a lot of this movie that's done in every sequel terribly. That one, you're not wrong. Yeah. That one stands out to me. Because it's so <clears throat> visual, I guess. It's just like every time it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so Sam and Sam and Lila show up at the Bates Motel. Um, they search room one where Marion was staying. They find evidence that she was there. So now they got a Lila's dead set to go up and sneak into the house and find out what's happening in the house. Yeah. Sam goes to distract uh, Bates in the office. Uh, Lila searches the house. Um, I love the I love the scene with uh, Sam distracting Norman because he just he, he, like his his idea of hey I'm gonna go distract this guy is just to go and accuse that guy of killing uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean like, uh-huh. like he just walks in there and he's like and and just starts accusing him yeah, yeah. of of where's she at I know she was here what'd you do with her what do you hey what, what do you think and Norman's just like huh? what no I don't know I think you ought to leave now until he realizes that he's being distracted right and then he runs he clocks that dude with a cookie jar a vase something something like that knocks yeah. knocks Sam Loomis out and runs to runs up to the house by then Lila has snuck down into the fruit cellar mm-hmm. uh, she's gonna ask Mrs. Bates she sees Mrs. Bates in the rocking chair but she spins Mrs. Bates around and oh my gosh she's a mummified corpse a corpse and yeah. that's when Norman comes in in the wig and dress with a knife. Yep. Scariest thing that 1960 could uh, yep. think of. Yeah. A dude in a dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and horror ensues. Yeah. Horror was had by everybody. Yeah. Well, that's the moment, right? Yep. That's the, oh my God, it was Norman the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, right as he's about to super murder Lila. Sam Loomis comes back in and wrestles him and tears the dress off him and it's it's weird it's a weird scene, um, and then and then we get the the one my one main problem with this movie, uh, we get like ten solid minutes of that 
psychiatrist just monologuing to explain the plot like, to the audience to explain <laughs> like, what's yeah yeah, yeah that know, does feel a little like, long and a little like longer than it should like yeah. i i totally get the point of it there and like explaining oh well yeah he's actually <clears throat> yeah. the split personality thing and yeah he says something like uh you know it's it's norman and his mother in his head but actually it's he's most of the time he's his mother yep. you know, yeah and kind of goes i kind of like that they win it because i think a lot of times there is this uh it, it's fun when you have the the endings where it's sort of you know like well this is kind of what they're hinting at but you could take it ten different ways right. for sure but it, it it almost felt refreshing because rarely do you get to the ending where they're like where you sit there going oh it was it was really him was he crazy or is he just weird or what's going on and then you just get a five minute explanation of exactly what yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what what they're thinking of it story wise so it, it definitely went long yeah but I thought it was kind of like I said just refreshing in that weird sort of way that it does you, well, you, you just you don't see it done yeah. that often you know yeah. it does end in that really great scene though of with well, norman well, i want to okay. come to that okay but right. I, I still want to the, the other thing i want to say about the psychiatrist scene like i think it also ages poorly for sure you know i mean 1960s they probably really needed that explanation yeah that could be you that know could be, yeah um I, we have not only do we have the benefit of in like 2020 and even like by the 80s and 90s we had more of an idea about psychology and stuff like that so that wouldn't have been i don't think this movie would have ended on like a mystery like oh was he crazy was it did the mom come to life sometimes like what was happening yeah if they hadn't explained that okay. yeah gotcha. and and also you know it's it's impossible to look at it without the hindsight bias of like years of this movie being iconic and like knowing what is going on going into it most of the time yeah you know, so like like knowing that, then we get to the end of the movie, and there's this ten minute monologue explaining everything we already knew, everything I knew before I started watching this movie. <laughs> Thanks, psychiatrist. Yeah. But it is totally worth sitting through because then we get yeah, then we get that scene with Norman where he's sitting he's sitting in the little room isolated by himself, and he's thinking to himself, but it's totally mother's voice. Yes, and he's doing that whole thing where he's basically like, well, I'll just I'll just show them how harmless I am. Look, this fly is gonna land on me. I won't even swat the fly, and they'll see that. They'll see that, you know. And he's just—it's yeah. super creepy, mm-hmm. and it's just like because he, then he even kind of does like the creepy smile thing at yep. the end, which yeah. just like really solidifies. Well, it. And and I, I think that it's amazing. That's one of the the main things that I think it's lost in history when you have, if you take the sequels into account for sure. And I don't know a lot about the. Uh, I've seen Anthony Perkins and other things, but I couldn't name one off the top of my head no. without. Looking to see what it Neither was. Neither could but, anybody else. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, I mean, he was a really, really good in this movie. You really know? good, like in this movie. amazing. Yeah, like absolutely astounding. He had, he just had this way of being like super creepy, but super charming. And it wasn't even like necessarily at the same time, but like it's like he could flip that switch in the middle of a scene. Yeah, or a sentence sometimes. Yes. You know, yes. and I was I was so impressed with his facials. Yeah, sometimes like just the little twitches he would do with like the corners of his mouth and stuff. Yep. It's just, it was yep. amazing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and that's, and you know the three sequels that followed with him are all a lot schlockier. Yes. But the but the saving grace of any of them is that you you still see hints of that throughout the whole. Yeah. You know, like even you know he he's pretty bad in a couple of these, uh, <laughs> probably all three of them really. But there's always like these moments where where you just remember how good yeah. he was in the first one. You yes. know, yes, yeah, and then the the whole movie comes to a close with them pulling. Uh, 
the car out right. of the swamp mm-hmm. finally. And and it's it's just kind of that fun thing because like they pull it out, the money's still in there. Yeah. And it's just like that it almost like you get your like your your finish to that first story mm-hmm. at the very end of yeah. this yep. movie it, they got the money back in the end they found the car you yeah. know it's 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 so funny that that's the point it, it at is the end of the movie it is as, as close as you can get to a perfect movie a perfect story you know like yeah. it's, it's it's everything so everything builds everything pays off like like everything gets gets wrapped up mm-hmm. and like of all the movies that didn't need a sequel should never have had a sequel this has to be like at the top of the list yeah yes absolutely yep. well when when because even when we were sitting down talking about doing this movie and you were like well there's four of those i was like how are there four of these <laughs> why are yeah. there four of these because even after watching all these movies and having a lot of fun doing it i will say uh at the end of the day there, there was no need to do anything past this first story. No, right. There, real. This well, is a perfectly contained story that just doesn't need any further explanation. Yeah. It's yes. perfect how it is. Artistically, you're exactly right. Yeah. But then we got 1980 and the slasher genre yeah. on the rise, and you have this perfect property, and you have Anthony Perkins apparently willing to go and Universal and do it is like, again. We got to cash in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So the 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 almighty dollar is is. Yeah. You know uh, the reason that moves forward, but it's so interesting how that franchise fleshes out because of that, though, because you have this like classic, uh, all-time classic of cinema. Yeah. You know, one of the uh, you could anybody would identify it as one of the top probably fifty movies of all time, right. yeah. if not even higher than that. And then all of a sudden, twenty years later. You just have these three schlocky sequels yeah. <laughs> that come bounding out like of back nowhere. Back to back almost. I mean, you know, yeah. literally just like within a couple of years of each yeah. other. Like, boom, say, boom, boom, yeah. boom. Two, three, and four. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they get progressively worse, which is impressive. <laughs> like, you know what? I almost feel like it. I, I feel like it bounced back a little bit at the end. A little bit. Um, you like four? Can, I like it better than three. I really don't like three. Three, yeah. Three's not good. <laughs> Four is also not good. Four is not good, and I'm yeah. not even let's talk about two first. Yeah, let's start with two. Let's talk about two. Let's talk about two. Like I want to like two. Yeah. Like this, the 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 story makes just enough sense. Like at least the lead into it. Like when they set it up at the beginning, it's like, oh, he's getting out of prison now, and he's gonna go try to adjust. And you're like, ah, oh, all right. Yeah. So, well, Twenty so years later, maybe. Is like Twenty years you know, later. Yeah. So like, and then and then yeah. when they do the when they do the reveal in two, which is. Probably a little over halfway through, right? You know, and then they reveal that the 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 basic setup is, uh, uh, Norman's getting out of jail. He comes back, retakes the the hotel, um, which is being run by uh, 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 Dennis, for uh, not Farina, Franz. Yes. And, yeah. Um, th- that was the one thing. Like every one of these movies just featured people I recognized, right. which I thought was funny. So, so let me let me talk about the movie before we get to it. Okay. So first of all, uh, so Psycho, nineteen sixty, Psycho two, nineteen eighty three. That's insane. Oh, was it? 80? I was thinking it was eighty, but yeah, eighty three. Yep. Twenty three years later. Twenty three yep. years later. <laughs> That's uh, so nuts. So, so first of all, uh, they greenlit this movie. I think the documentary I watched said three months after Hitchcock died. So he was like full on, like like he was the one stopping them from making sequels. And like immediately, yeah, (laughs) immediately after his death, they're like, great, psycho sequels now. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, now, <clears throat> there also was a bit of pushback. Um, the director really wanted to make this movie, and the director was Richard Franklin, who has done some other stuff that we know. Richard Franklin has done... Not those. not going to list any of them for me. All right, well, we don't need to talk about Richard Franklin. But he wanted to do this movie. <laughs> He's done some other movies that we've heard of. Yeah. Um, he wanted to do this one. <clears throat> the studio jumped on board. Um, but initially they were thinking... And because and we're, we're in the middle of the slasher craze. Mm-hmm. And yeah. by now like, we've had... We've had like I, I really had it in my head that it was 80, yeah. but 83 makes so much more sense yeah, timeline-wise because sure. it really has like kicked into high gear yes. at this point. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, initially they were talking about making it a uh, made-for-TV movie, um, which seems weird that it's a slasher, but they're like, oh, made-for-TV. Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so they start they start into production with well, but again it kind of mirrors the original because they start in with like a TV crew and um, Richard Franklin was really big about sort of reproducing the process to sure. make to make the Hitchcock's process okay. to make Psycho two um, but he was, when he was working with the writer they knew that in order to make this a real movie they had to get Perkins back. And at the time, Anthony Perkins was still a bit resentful because after Psycho, he was just Norman Bates. Uh-huh. He was he was typecast. He uh-huh. you know, and, and so he went through that kind of like, oh, this this movie was the biggest thing. I, I even heard, heard, saw an interview with him where he said, uh, you know, it took me from being that guy in a movie to being the guy people knew walking down the street. But I also could not be that guy in a movie anymore. I had to be Norman Bates. Oh yeah, you know. So he ended up getting typecast a lot, and it wasn't getting roles that were satisfying to him. And yeah. so, like they talk about when they were making Psycho Two, they knew they had to write a script that would attract Perkins back. So yeah. they had to write it, you know. So they wrote this real charactery exploration of of Norman Bates, just so Anthony Perkins would read it and go, "Oh, this." This is an actor's role. I want yeah. to do this. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. That and makes sense. and it worked. Mm-hmm. So we get Psycho. Um, the other thing I want to say is that you know we talk about Psycho kind of leading the way on a lot of stuff. And here's this other thing where they're doing the sequel 23 years later, and in the movie universe, it's 23 years later, which is something we do all the time now. Like yeah, yeah. that's you know yeah. <laughs> like that's a big thing. Right. Yep. Psycho did it first. Yep. That's cool. Yep. You know something else I, I said to you while we were watching this. Uh, the world seems so different between 1960 and 1980, and movies looked so different from 1960 uh-huh. to 1980. But man, that's just the year 2000 to now. Yeah, yeah. And that's real weird to think about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, look at how different even just movies look. Yeah, that's now true. they can that's like because you know 2002 to th- like. There was a big jump in special effects in like 93 to 94, and then there was another big jump in like 2002 to 2003, and the progression since then has just been so steady that you think back to all these movies, they seem like yesterday, some of them. Uh, like even like the early like superhero movies, like the early Spider Mans and stuff, you know, you think back X-Men on those. Was and, and, yeah, that was twenty yeah. years ago. Um, that was nuts. Yep. <laughs> and uh, when you think back on those, like in your mind, they play exactly like today's do. And if you watch them, they you know they totally hold up for that record, and the effects are real good and everything. But if you watch like the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man and the first Tom Holland Spider Man, there is a marked difference between. Yeah. 
what those things look sure. like. It doesn't always play in your mind until you're viewing it, but that's how it goes. It's like there's so much time that just has moved along there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, obviously these aren't giant special events, special effects extravaganzas, but you can still see, just see the same in the, in the technology of the yeah. cameras themselves yeah. and, and yeah. how everything is shot and looked and lit and all sorts of stuff, you know, well, and, like and in color. I, was just color, <laughs> I guess that's a big one. But like, even like the way that like the characters deliver their lines and, you know, yep. just, it's, it's, it's really interesting having, I don't know. It's really interesting having a sequel to a movie from 1960 mm-hmm. yeah. landing mm-hmm. in the middle of the mm-hmm. 80s mm-hmm. And, well, and I, but it's the same main actor it was yeah. i don't know for me it's really it, well I, and i think that's why like two's a mixed bag in my head because i know it's not that great but there are parts of it i enjoyed and i yeah. liked that like well, i like so where they pick the story the up down. okay so he's getting out of jail he's on parole or whatever He's coming back to town. The town is shockingly accepting of this for the most part. You know, a lot of people are just like, well, it was a long time ago and he paid his debt. He was found innocent. Um, Oh, was he? Innocent by innocent by what? Oh, by okay. So he's not getting out of jail. He's getting out of the mental ward. Okay. We we laughed immediately because they're just like, you're out. Here's the house that made you crazy. See you later. (laughs) And they just like dump him back off at that house. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That was funny too because he's like, well, I guess I own this mansion and I own this hotel and I'll go work in this diner. Right. You know. Um, yeah, washing dishes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but uh, but he so he gets out. He gets his job at the diner. But he goes and takes back over the hotel. He immediately meets the hotel manager, who he immediately dislikes. Um, oh, and, who is who is immediately a total sleazebag? Oh, for sure, for sure. And that's kind of like the the point I was going to get at is okay. is one of the things I love, especially about the, for the first like half of this movie or however long is you you are building this world that is basically this eighties. Uh, slasher flick yep. world yep. with these sleazeball characters and all that stuff in it, and then you're taking this Hitchcock character, uh, who was masterfully portrayed in 1960, yeah. and basically he's do- like he's still pretty good yeah. here, yeah. and you're just dropping that character into this world, yeah. and it is really kind of fun to watch that yeah. play out, yeah, especially totally. at the beginning, you know. Um, so uh, he's working at this diner. He meets this, uh, this this waitress that also works there. Dude, like you saying that just kind of unlocked. He's got a very Jimmy Stewart vibe going the first 45 minutes of yeah. the no, movie. We even, we even Dude, pointed like, out that yeah. like, he's still dressed like he's living in the 1960s yeah. at the beginning yeah. of this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the last yeah. time he was sane and out in the world, yeah. it was. You know? right. So like everything like he's about... The, he's got yeah. the big pleated you know, yeah. khaki yeah. pants or yeah. whatever, the slacks yeah. and, and the button-up shirt. Yep. Like he He's dressed like the yeah. 1960s. Well, it's like sure that sure character is. reflects yeah. that change in time yeah. because yeah. that character was basically locked in, in time and now yeah. is set free again, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it is. It's just it's really interesting to watch and dissect and, and just yep. enjoy. So, But he meets this waitress who was uh, uh, played by, I think it's Meg Tilly. Meg Tilly. Who was Jennifer Tilly's sister. Yep. Who you can tell immediately if you just look at her face. Immediately. Yeah. He <laughs> looks so much <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so she, uh, you know, she does this, this, she's supposed to go live with her boy. She was living with her boyfriend and she gets kicked out over the phone and is trying to figure out where to go. So Norman invites her back to the hotel and they kind of replay some of the, uh, Janet Lee style interactions with her. You know, he's doing his creepy, but charming, but 
doesn't really belong. Totally and sandwiches and milk. Yeah. And she's that was just a yeah. thing. Sandwiches and milk. And she's doing the is kind of creeped out, but I was overly trusting and yeah. you know, kind of playing that same sort of role right there. Um, and then as the as we progress through the story there, and the, you know, the murders start pretty quick. Mother kills uh, Dennis Franz pretty pretty early there. Um, I don't remember who. So I like, I'm getting I some like, of the kills mixed up between the movies. So we, well, just, you, to, just to jump in real quick, as you're talking about like how they they started doing the '80s slasher motif a little bit. He was totally the character that we wanted to see get get killed. Oh, like, for sure. Like they they immediately introduced that guy as. Oh, I can't wait till Norman Bates just snaps and kills this guy, yep. Yep. and then that's exactly what happens. Yep. Yeah. Well, they yep. also this is also the one where apparently kids sneak into the Bates house. That's and have that's sex. right. That, yeah. That's the other. I knew he killed somebody yeah. else in the middle there, yeah. and that's so who mother, it was. Mother yeah. kills those kids. Yep. Boy, which is which is the girl gets away. I does think. the girl get away? Not the girl. Yeah, the girl got away. Okay. Yeah. 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 I thought yeah. I thought yeah. I remember. Yeah. She both killed the boy when the girl one got away. The boy one. Yeah. Um. And uh, so they start investigating him, but they can't find any evidence of anything going on. They can't find any bodies. Uh, as we progress here, uh, it's it's uh, what is the character the the, the Lila, 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 Crane. yeah Lila Crane okay yeah oh yeah, yeah. she's back too yep, yep. so Lila and she's played, yeah. played by Vera Miles yep. same actress yep yep and she's been there you know throughout the movie coming and warning people that he's a murderer and he, you know right. we shouldn't be letting him out and it's insane and we gotta we gotta catch him and get him back in jail and everybody like even the cops in town are telling her like calm down he's paid his debt yeah, yeah. you know just let him live whatever. And then when people start dying again, she starts turning it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Well, we find out somewhere, like I said, probably a little over halfway through the movie, that as it turns out, this girl that he's been trying to help and protect and whatever is actually her daughter. Yes. Yep. And so this is a plot between those two to drive him crazy so that... He can get uh, taken back to yep, jail or yep, whatever. Exactly, yep, exactly. Yep, yep. But uh, Meg Tilly has developed uh, you know i don't know if she's a developed feelings for him per se but she's at least sympathetic towards yeah, him exactly. you know she yeah. knows she she has seen that maybe he is uh, reformed maybe right. he is a good guy maybe we are screwing with him for no reason so she starts kind of working against her mother a little bit as it goes and then um he just keeps getting the phone calls and and he starts really reacting like even when they're coming through and there's nobody on the other end he starts talking to mother yes yeah. And yeah, like the, that's the thing. It worked. Yeah, like yep. they actually drove him back to yep. yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, like he was yep. totally fine until Lila started screwing with him. Mm-hmm. So she actually drove him crazy again. Yep. It's yep. so crazy. And to the point where even you know Meg starts to try to pick up the phone in another room and talk to him as mother and, yeah. and try to break him out yeah. of it, and it yeah. never really works. And at one point towards the end, she even puts the dress and the wig on mm-hmm. and tries to convince him that she's mother. Uh, you know, while he's on the phone with mother, so she's trying to like reason with him while yeah. wearing his mother's wig and dress. It's very bizarre, yeah, <laughs> yeah. how it plays out. Um, but then uh, uh, he ends up killing Lila Crane, which was awesome. Yes, full <laughs> uh, so out awesome. like uh, that's one of my favorite slasher flick death scenes ever sure. because he comes at her Dude. with this knife and they just straight up show the side shot of him coming down with it and it just goes right in her mouth and out I the feel back like, of her neck. I feel like that was probably the most grotesque kill out of all of these movies. That was one of the and, most grotesque kills out of a lot of different movies. Well yeah, no, you're right, yeah. but like as far as like the psychos go specifically, like most of the kills in these are pretty low, low key, key. Mm-hmm. for sure. You mm-hmm. know, when you well, compare a, them to other slasher lot, flicks, like I love that this, one was full on huh. 80s slasher style. I, I love was, the the psycho kills in the schlocky ones because they're just they re 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 and like the knife going like this and then the people going ah, 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 
die for like a full minute, you know? Well, like you're getting stabbed. And, uh, going, ah! and, and in, the later, in the later ones, but there's blood. So there's like somebody slinging around red, uh, you know, red syrup, red uh, corn syrup. And it's just so like bright red and it's like flinging everywhere. Like it's, it's yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, yep. so yeah, so he, you know, he, he kills the mother and then he starts going full on crazy still. He's got, uh, um, the phone calls coming in and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the the what is the is it Mary is that her name or what I can't remember who Meg Tilly. Meg I'll just Tilly? keep calling her Meg Tilly. <laughs> Mary is Mary Loomis. It is Mary okay? Yeah. So Mary keeps trying to you know break him out of it. Um, he goes crazy and starts chasing her through the house, and so she's running away. She ends up going into the basement and finding her mother's body, and then so she kind of freaks out and is going to attack him with a knife, and that's when the cops show up and. She's in the act of attacking him because she had been stabbing him also, which that was super creepy. Yeah, because she, you know, he comes at her, so she kind of starts stabbing him in the hands, and he just doesn't stop. He just keeps so she just keeps poking him yeah. and poking him and walking away, begging him to stop, still trying yeah. to break him out of it while she's just poking him. You know, yeah. he grabs the knife at that one point, oh, yeah. did he do the finger Ooh. thing. Oh yep. my god! Yeah. Yep, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, as she freaks out and starts to attack him the cops end up coming in and shooting her and so he gets off scot-free basically she they, was still wearing the dress and yep, everything yep so she's so got it's her the, yeah. whole time yep, exactly, we got her. exactly. Got her boys. good job you know, we don't need they, to investigate yep. this yeah. <laughs> uh, small town 80 sheriff yeah. you know um and so then the movie ends basically with him getting away with all of this stuff, and well, we don't know where he is mentally, but then he, he gets this visit from, I think he invited her over, uh, this other woman who, she worked in the diner, didn't we she? We met her at the yeah. diner earlier yeah. in the movie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, what was her name? Because um, it was something specific yeah. that I can't remember. Well, so she, she comes over and... Emma, and, and, and uh, Emma Spool. Yep. Spool. Spool, yeah. yep, spool, spool. That's what it was. <clears throat> so she comes over and they're having a discussion and, you know, he's he's figured out something about her and so she just lays it all out for him that she's actually his mother. And um, she gave him up because she went crazy she when was. he was a baby, so her sister took him in and it was her sister that he actually killed. Uh, but she's been his mother the whole time and she's back now and so everything's going to be okay. And she's the one who killed everybody in Psycho 2, isn't she? Because didn't she talk about coming back and like she couldn't let all these people like ruin his yes, legacy she, and do whatever? Was, so he didn't right. kill anybody up no. until that point, you know? Up like until we were, he killed, yeah. Uh, Lila, I think, right? right? Yeah, well, was that even him killing Lila? I can't remember for sure if we saw his face there. Or not. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like I assumed it was up until that moment when they did that swerve, and then I was like thinking back, going, "I thought we saw him do it, but now I don't remember for sure if we did or not." Yeah, um, maybe not. She did yeah. say that, yeah. didn't she? She yeah, did say she, that she was yeah. sure. She was doing it to protect him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she definitely, she definitely killed the manager and the and the teenager. Right, because that's the twist that it wasn't, it wasn't Lila. You know, because we get to the scene with Lila, we assume it's Lila. Right. 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 Um, but then it's not Lila. Instead, it was this old lady spool. Emma Spool. Mm-hmm. Old lady spool. Uh, and so Norman immediately serves her poison tea. Yep. And as she's dying from the poison tea, he smacks oh, her. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize shovel. he had poisoned the tea. Oh, yeah, she starts. She takes the tea and she starts to, oh, no, Norman, whatever. Because uh, they had also yeah. set that up earlier 
because it was the same tea that he had poisoned his mom with. Okay. And they, there was two. There was like a box of Lipton, and then there was like a canister of arsenic or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, poison yeah. tea. Yeah. You know, and he, he made her the poison tea. Yeah. And, Still uh, said tea, but it had a skull and crossbones yes. on it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so she's starting to die, and he just yep. picks up the, his kitchen shovel. While he's offering her some sandwiches her still. Yeah. yeah. You sure you wouldn't like some sandwiches? Bam! And then he, Which was hilarious. And, <clears throat> and then he carries her upstairs, and we get... Taxidermies her, or whatever, or mummifies her. Or, 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 or well, whatever, for know. now, he just sets her in the chair. Well, yeah. So yeah. he carries her upstairs, and he's like, oh, I want to put you to bed, mother. And this is the first time we hear mother's voice in this one. Yeah. No, Norman, set me in the chair. Yeah. I want to watch in the ch- from my chair. And he comes down, and that scene... It's like, it's like a goosebump scene when he because because he comes out the front door because uh, then she yells at him go down and run the go down and run the motel what do you expect us to live on yeah <laughs> so so he's headed back down to the motel um, but he come he just comes out and they get that wide shot of the Bates mansion and you can see mother back in the window mm-hmm. and he's and he's just there in the forefront just a, a great silhouette yeah. you know what i mean and like there's a storm rolling over it was yep. such a great shot yep. that was yeah it was actually a really fun ending to this and yep. i you know like i didn't necessarily know how i felt about the whole i'm your real mother thing yeah. i thought that was a little silly however i liked the way that they reset everything yes. by doing that like mm-hmm. like because because it was fun that she immediately came in and was like well i'm your real mother and he was like Oh, all right, cool. And then just murders her <laughs> so that he can have a new mother in the house. Yeah. Like I, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's kind of where where I live on this movie because it it has a bunch of the eighty schlock feel to it, yeah. which is fine. I like those movies. It is such a removal from the quality of the original. Yeah. It's jarring. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to accept. Yes. But it also has all these reminiscent moments from the, or, or, or aspects, elements, whatever, from the first one. Like, it does take some of the good out of that movie and plop it into this schlocky 80s slasher flick, which is weird, but enjoyable. So, um, I love this movie. <clears throat> I think it is so good. Um, you're not wrong about the schlock. Um, it's, I mean, and obviously, it's not psycho, but I think this is as good as you get with horror sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the perfect spiritual successor to Psycho in that, you know, they, they had that great... I mean, had it just been like Norman coming back and uh, being the killer, you know, all over again. Yeah. Like, that would yeah. not have felt... You know what I mean? That, that would have yeah. felt like... Not exploitative. I don't really know what the word is, yeah. but, you know, kind of exploited. Like, yeah. like they missed but the they, point. Like, it, it would feel like they missed yes. the point of Psycho. Yeah. Um, so, so to but, come back but, and have it be, you know, have have not only the red herring of Lila Crane back in there, you know, but also, oh, it, it also it was this mother the whole time, mm-hmm. and then to sort of reset his world like that at the mm-hmm. end. I thought this was as satisfying a sequel See, as you could make two as as you could make yeah. two cycles. And, and I don't cycle. know that I disagree. Cycle. Yeah. cycle. I don't know that I disagree with that. I just I haven't been able to reconcile. The, the mixed feelings on how it goes because I don't know that you I don't have a better idea for a psycho sequel and I right. do like this movie for sure <laughs> like I say it's just it's such a, a, a departure quality wise which yeah. you have to have in there right. and then I do feel like they have like they, they there's like three twists at the end there yeah 
which seems yeah. like too many. Except they're all fine. Like yeah. none of them are bad. You know, I don't like. I don't like spiritually that they just threw the "I'm your real mother" thing in for like ten seconds at the end. But I. But when it resets the franchise in the way you were talking about, like it's like it makes it worth it. Yeah. So it's kind of like when that whole thing started, That's I was just like, uh, and then it ended like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, at least I had a point because right. yeah. usually the point of that scene is just another swerve. Yeah, this one actually led somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really liked the swerve about the girl being in cahoots with mm-hmm. Lila and that yeah. whole thing going on there. Um, well, see, to me, and, and so to me, you talked about there being like three twists right there in a row. Yeah, it felt like like the Lila. Like the Megan Tilly and Lila Crane twist was like a slow burn twist, and we like found out little things along the way that didn't make it feel like oh twist oh twist back oh yeah. you thought you knew now we're doing something <laughs> you know what I mean like I felt like it was yeah. a slow burn slow burn oh you thought you knew you did yep yep so so yeah but you said you didn't have a better idea for a sequel sequel psycho sequel. Psyquil <laughs> for another Psyquil. I take Psyquil when I have flu symptoms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Anthony Perkins did. Oh, really? Because we get a third one of these. Oh. Movies. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> it's the worst. That's his. Uh, that's his idea for the sequel. So, to, just to make it to make everything well, he, bad. He directed. No, that was. That uh, yes. Yeah, he directed three and four. Three and four. And I think four was made four. for. Didn't he? He did not direct four. You sure? Yes. Okay. And um, four was made for TV, wasn't it? Was four made for TV? Four was made for Showtime. Four ah, looked that's like not a made show, that's not TV. TV. It was a Showtime movie. Yeah. Okay, well, that still it feels like a made for television type <clears throat> thing. Now so, that you say that, it, that makes total sense. So Anthony Perkins agreed to come back for Psycho Two, um, and he had he worked for his normal salary, but he also had some money guaranteed on the profits on the back end. That they just totally never paid him and, and screwed him out of. Ah, oh, boo. Yeah. Wow. So so when they wanted to um, do a third Psycho, the way he, he really wanted to direct and nobody would let him direct because he's bad at it. <laughs> as <laughs> Prove we, it. As we would find out. <laughs> um, uh, so, but that was his deal. He was like, look, I'll come back and we'll do another Psycho if you let me direct it. And they did, and it's not good. Yeah, I don't even. Um, I don't even. So, so the thing, the thing I do want to say <laughs> Danny, is like, Danny can't even. Like when can't when even you this one. when we watch <laughs> to watch Psycho three, um, they they talked about you, you know the the Psycho movies have all have well obviously Hitchcock mm-hmm. who defined his own genre. Or his own style, right? right? And then Psycho 2, they very much tried to mimic that style as much as they could in the modern style of movies. Yeah, sure. Um, Anthony Perkins had no interest in doing that. He was a huge fan of like French New Wave and like the very dramatically lit, very moody style movies. And I started watching this with you. Yeah, and and dozed off at the yeah, end. Yeah, you felt so. At the end. So I had to go back and rewatch. <laughs> I was, it. I was, and I was uh, wondering if you did. <laughs> yes, when we watched it here, I hated it. Man, by the time I rewatched it, I'd kind of seen some talk about, and so like when I rewatched it, I got to rewatch it through the lens of like, okay, so this is first of all a, a guy's first attempt at directing a real movie. Okay, also it's a guy who's trying to make like a 
new wave. Well, he's, he's trying to make a slasher flick, but like wrapped in this sort of French new age moodiness. And it doesn't work at all. Yeah. But it's it's interesting to watch it with that lens and kind of see like oh like this is an interesting experiment. Mm-hmm. You know. In, I was gonna say you're you're saying all these words like they're a sell. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not trying. <laughs> yeah, to, not, I'm not yeah. trying to sell. I'm trying to say there might be something interesting. Like if you if you really like, there's an interesting thing happening okay. here that doesn't work. Better, better to innovate yeah. and fail. Which I will say, in, in general, there's a lot of movies I like that are interesting things happening that just don't quite work, right. but I can see what they're trying to do, yeah. and I really respect or enjoy them for that. I do not count this among their ranks. No, no, no nor, yeah. nor do I. Oh, yeah. You know, nor do I. I still, do, I still don't think this is a good movie. I still don't think any of it worked. Um, I, I don't even necessarily respect what he tried to do. I just see that it's there, and it's kind of interesting to, to watch yeah. Dude, there's, there's yeah. so many just gonzo scenes in this so I'm, I'm gonna run this one down even quicker because yeah. it's not worth yeah discussing. it's not worth a huge um, but it comes it, it comes three years later so is 86 um, I don't know if they said how much time it elapsed in the movie world from Psycho 2 but we're, we're full on in Norman Bates back talking to mother um, talking to the corpse of his mother. Yeah. Running the... the corpse of the new mother. Yeah. <laughs> corpse of the new which, mother. Which yeah. may or may not be his mother. Which right. Which may or may yeah. not be his mother. Like, because they kind of at some point try to undo all that. Yeah. They did. But, they yeah. totally undo all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's running the hotel. Um, so, Dwayne shows up, who is like this... The lawnmower man. Drifter, rock star. His friends call him Duke. Who? His friends call him Duke. <laughs> That guy doesn't uh, well, I have guess, friends. I, I, well, I guess first we need to we need to talk that about um, that nun uh, who killed that other nun. Yeah, Maureen, the nun. Yeah. Who uh, she was a nun. She was going to kill herself because um, this movie opens with with a nun screaming, "There is no God!" <laughs> yeah. and getting ready to yeah. jump to her death. Yeah. Um, and all the other nuns run up to try and help her, and she accidentally knocks one off and murders her instead of murdering herself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, so like, right off the bat, you can kind of see like, oh, there's something. <laughs> Somebody's somebody's yeah. got a vision yeah. Yeah. for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. This movie starts off with a nun screaming, "There is no God," and then Hollywood spending ninety-two additional minutes trying to prove that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, if there was a God, would he allow this to exist? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so she leaves the comment. Uh, gets picked up hitchhiking by Dwayne, who immediately winds scenes her. You can call him Duke, yeah, and she runs. She, yeah. Duke, sorry, Duke, <laughs> and uh, so she runs out of Duke's car and runs off into the desert. And he drives up to the Bates Motel and gets a job working as the clerk. Um, so then she shows back up, yeah. and Duke also an effective nickname for the movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so she stumbles upon the same motel. Yeah. So she stumbles upon the same motel. That dude's already working there, right? Yeah. Um, and that dude, that dude brings her in. And uh, she meets Norman. So, and then this whole time, Norman's just kind of ambling around the background, and he's like the quirky old guy. Like everybody in the diner still likes. So he's like the quirky old guy around town now. You know, yeah. everybody in the diner. And there's um, that reporter who's she like, doesn't like him. No. Well, you know she. Well, but she also kind of does because she she comes in and like at first you assume she's there to like capitalize on his fame, but then when she talks to him. 
Because the the like the diner owner and the sheriff and everybody, they're like, just leave him alone. Why do you people always come around? Yeah. Just let the man live his life. And she's like, okay, whatever. And then she tries to talk to him because he just happens to show up at the diner right then. And she's talking about wanting to do a, a article on the state not taking good care of people who have been acquitted because of the insanity plea. You know, so it almost seems like she's there... Not to like help, scientific, not to help, just like as a to get his experience, okay. not to like capitalize on the sensationalism of him turning himself yeah. into his mother type thing, you know. Uh, but but who knows? Because this movie is garbage, so none of that ever goes anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, that never goes anywhere. Um, there's there, uh, this movie just goes off the rails right away. Um, I mean, there's a homecoming for fifty year olds. <laughs> there's a homecoming for fifty year olds. So there's all these people at the motel to get killed now. Uh, and this movie is like 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 so the, the this dude, movie is scene, full on slash. Yeah, and it was just bonkers, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, these people are all here for the big game, the big homecoming game, and they're like all fifty. Yeah. Like, yeah, the big game. Woo! It's like, what homecoming yeah. is this? Yeah. What is going in on? Fair, in playing field or playing yeah. hill? In in fairness, I don't know what. Uh, like, I know it was filmed in Illinois. I don't know where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be in California. Okay, and I don't know exactly, but like, if this were in like Texas, that would make total sense. <laughs> Because there's there well I was just saying there's a lot of like communities in in because, certain like, states and area really that that are like they the are like school. their yeah their high school football yeah. is the NFL for their entire lives yeah. forever you no, know you're totally right and that must have been what was going on yeah, here I guess but I just I man it was hilarious to me <laughs> that like all these 40, 40 and fifty yeah. year old people are booking up the yeah. hotel to party because on because they weekends. were they were all in a slasher flick and they were playing the Annoying drunk teenagers. Yes, they were just clearly fifty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they have like gray hair in his beard and stuff. Yeah. Um. So so Norman. So we should talk. Marion Maureen. Sorry, Maureen the nun is like this. She's you know got short blonde hair. Um, so Norman keeps having flashbacks to Janet Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Which man, um, the first time that happened, I checked out immediately. <laughs> you know, oh, you didn't look, you didn't like Janet yeah, Lee. exactly. Uh, like there's, there's no resemblance there other yeah. than like, the, so other than like the sketch artist features. Right. You know, right. It was so forced. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so they're kind of developing. Oh, she tries to kill herself. I, I, I did kind of think that was in, even though I, I saw it coming three and a half miles away. Um, they do this. They make it seem like we're going to get another shower scene. Yeah. Like he's going like to replay the shower. They recreate every yeah. moment of that yeah. up until yeah. the point where he moves the curtain. Yeah, and then he moves the curtain, and she's she's cut her wrist, so she's trying to commit suicide again. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, and and Andy's totally back in the mother garb. Yeah. Um. And uh, but he takes her to the hospital. There's there's some other stuff somewhere in there. Dwayne she figures sees out. she sees the image that she's fading. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, thinks he's thinks he's, thinks he's Mary. Mary. Yeah, yeah, she thinks he's Mary. Yeah. Um. Some somewhere in there, Dwayne figures out that he's killing people again and tries to blackmail him. Dude, he like brings the mother's corpse into his. Room. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so that that scene was hilarious <laughs> because. He's all like, I'm on to you. Look, I got your mother. What are you going to do about it? And then Norman just murders him. <laughs> yeah. Well, but they that's that. the end of that. Well, the other thing, too, is like, like they totally do that scene um, 
Th- that one super awkward scene where like Norman is going into Maureen's room with her and he says something like Dwayne's standing outside smoking a cigarette and he says something to Dwayne about you know hey watch watch the office I'll be back in a minute and uh, there's this super dramatic scene out of nowhere for no reason with no setup where Dwayne like he's leaned against the post and he looks at him and everything's blacked out but there's like a the light strip across his eyes so like his eyes are the only thing yeah. that's lit and he's like whatever you say boss and it's just completely you know and, like hindsight being 2020 i know that this is that is signifies it's after he has already discovered what's going on yeah so like yeah. it kind of signifies this twist in Dwayne's character their uh shift in Dwayne's character but it's just it's bad it's it's bad and it's out of nowhere and it's just super and it's it's bad. It's um, not bad. Yeah. I was going to say, you say he just murders him and that's that. It took a while to murder Dwayne. <laughs> oh, that's right. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Like, it's like he stabs yeah. him. He stabs him. Yeah. That's right. Yep. He hits oh, him with a lamp. Yep. Then he gets, then he gets choked him by him. Then he crashes a car with him. Then that's he chokes right. him some more. Then that's he drowns right. him. Then, yeah. <laughs> not good. Well, yeah. Oof. Not good. Yeah. That was, Dwayne was a, was a fighter. Yeah. 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 Um, they accidentally kill Maureen, uh, which is super. Uh, and and the scene, I, I so there's there's a scene where he's trying to send Maureen away because he knows things are bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're standing at the top of the stairs, and she's like, "No, man, talk to me." And he's like, "No, I can't." She's like, no, I'm in talk to me. And then you hear mother yell, Norman. And then she just goes flying down the stairs. Yeah. And I, I've seen, I read some places where people are like, well, the mother character distracted the Norman persona and then mother shoved her down the stairs. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is that, more thought than this movie deserves. That is so much more yeah. thought than this movie deserves. And also, I rewatched that scene because I was like, because I read that. And I was like, shenanigans. That yeah. did not happen yeah. that way. And that is some, like, you are doing some major. Yeah. You're trying training. really yes. hard to make Psycho 3 good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because that, that scene is totally just, like, like it hard cuts for, like, he, they're standing at the top of the stairs, and mother you hear Mother's voice, and that scene hard cuts to that down the stairs scene. Yeah. Ah. And then she hits a spike. There's like a spike at the bottom yeah. of the stairs. Oh, yeah. That stabs her in the back, back of her head. head. <laughs> and she's dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, there's that super stupid scene where the cop is eating the bloody ice. Yep. What like, the hell, man? So, Norman. Was that uh, the, was that the, uh, the reporter? Teen- the teenage girl. Oh, the teenage girl. That's right. The there. one yeah. teenager that was hanging out with the homecoming yeah. party. Yes. That, that slept with Dwayne. Yeah. That then Norman killed. She, I know that you're talking her. about two different girls. Yeah, this is Are the we? one. Yeah, the one that swe- sle- uh, slept with Dwayne was like the first kill in like the phone booth or whatever. Right. I think the girl in the ice was the girl who he killed, who he killed on the toilet or whatever. Oh, yes. that's right. Yes. Okay, okay, you're right. Because then, then, because then, like yeah. they, they they thought that he was making out with her around the corner. Remember when he was hiding? Oh there? yeah, right. well, somebody's getting lucky tonight. And yeah, then, <laughs> then he shoved her in the ice. <laughs> yeah, the ice cooler. So so they shove her in the ice cooler because that's the one time the cops show up to like inspect. Because because this group of fifty year old partiers is like, oh, we lost one of our our people. Yeah. And so the cops show up and they're like, Norman, did you kill this girl? And they search the house and she's not in there because she's in the ice bin. But then they Norman. come out. Yeah, they don't search the one place you would hide a dead body. <laughs> right. well, yeah. well, then they come out and stand right next to it. And so also 
So, like, he opens the thing, and you see, like, her hand stuck out of there. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, God, is he going to notice? But then they also show, like, this giant pool of blood with, like, ice floating in it. Yeah. And, like, he reaches in, because it's 100 and something degrees. He reaches in, he takes the ice, and he's like, oh, he's rubbing it. And then, like, he's talking to everybody, because, like, the reporter's there, and Dwayne's there, and, and uh, Norman's there, and, like, some of the partiers are there. So he's talking to everybody. And then he reaches in and grabs one of, like, the big bloody ice cubes and sticks it in his mouth. And, like, first of all, A, you would taste the salty blood. Yeah, yeah. Like, B, even if you didn't, he's, like, sucking on this thing, and there's, like, blood dripping down his <laughs> chin. Yeah, yeah. And Norman is the only one who notices. Yeah. Because Norman's like, oh, gosh, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then, like, that's just it. That's just the end of the scene. Like, it's, yeah, it's, so it's a bad stupid. movie. So stupid. It's a bad, bad movie. Um, Bloody Ice is huge in France. <laughs> I, 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 I guess so. <laughs> I, I do even... kind of appreciate the attempt to like give us Norman at his craziest, mm. full on having arguments with his mom, full on like like now now it is totally missing the point of Psycho, yeah, to do that, yeah, like like that's you know that like this is what I would have expected from the second sequel of somebody who is just like oh everybody loved this movie they need more. More mother and you know more more mother and more Norman like so Norman's got to be killing people. Let's just make him a slasher that talks to his crazy mom. Um, for a third sequel, like I feel like, since since they gave us a good sequel, like for a third sequel, like I appreciate the attempt to be like, oh well, what if we just did something that completely misses the point? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> also know? putting too much thought into this. I think. Well, it's, well, it's also totally deep into the. Uh, Deeper into the into the slasher craze, yeah. So like we're just making a full on, like, yeah. and, and I guess that's the thing. Like you know these these movies created the slasher, you know, or whatever. You know they they did that. Yeah. You know they they've done their take on slashers. So like if we're gonna do a movie that's just a Norman Bates slasher, but it's bad. It doesn't yeah. like, like I'm not trying to justify. Now, I'm not trying you, to justify. If you, the yeah, movie. if you do want to put some. Because I did not like this movie. Perspective to it or whatever. Right. Like, if you dig out, you know, the worst of the Nightmare franchise or the worst of the Friday franchise or whatever, like, uh, artistically, this is probably better than some of those. At very worst, it's right on par with some of those. Uh, but is this it, worse than, than Friday 5? <laughs> <laughs> is this worse yeah. than New Beginning? I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to doubt it, but it's probably not much better either. But point bad. being, if you just look at it as the slasher yeah. slasher franchise, they all have these installments yeah. that are just like, what yeah. the hell? I, I uh, you know, you know what? This is definitely, but it's definitely better than than Jason goes to hell. Oh God! Yeah. Oh my God! So you were about to say uh, something. Well, I don't know if you read any any anything about like the development of this movie, but this is absolutely one of those situations where the studio meddled, and uh, it's why it turned out the way it did. Yeah. Because in the original script, Dwayne, there was the twist was going to be that Dwayne came to the motel on purpose because he was obsessed with the Norman Bates story. Uh. And he wanted to be close to it, and he was going to end up being the killer, not not Norman Bates. Oh. He was going to be the killer the whole time. He was going to be doing the mother thing. I feel like that and, potentially could have been better. And, yeah, it could. I, but I don't know if the like the execution was all wrong in this movie anyway. Yeah, so yeah. even with a better story, so I don't know if it was going to. So Universal stepped in and said, 
no, no, Norman Bates has to be the killer. Right. That's how this is. And then that's why things got changed. <laughs> so, you remember every other movie where that's not really true? I know. Okay, yeah, so. But that's totally a cool. studio thing, For right? Sure. Yeah. For sure. That is absolutely <laughs> some guy yeah. on the top floor yeah. with his cigar reading that yeah. script going, <laughs> yeah. what? What? Yeah. What? Because right. cigar, right. <laughs> cigar guy in a suit does not remember that. Yeah, right? yeah. He has no idea. <laughs> Man. Who's Dwayne? Rewrite this. Yeah. They misspelled Norman Bates. <laughs> it's just Vince. It's, oh. <laughs> it's always Vince. Yeah. Who's Dwayne, pal? <laughs> His friends call him Duke. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to <clears throat> Psycho 4 beginning. <laughs> um, this movie... This movie... So this movie actually did have some really good ideas, I thought. <laughs> Um, it, it's it's much better than three. I agree with that. I do feel it's much better than three. Um, okay, so like this this whole thing, we should go ahead and just say right out the gate, like they do the prequel thing kind of with this in a sense, uh, because the whole thing is. It's uh, this it's like might a, be my favorite way I've ever seen like the prequel done. Yeah, so it's like a a radio talk show, like yep. and they're, they're like the topic of the night is about like uh, the specific matricide. Type. Yeah, matricide. Okay, boys that kill their moms is the like the topic. So like Norman ends up calling into the show. He's got experience with that. Mm-hmm. So he calls into the show and he's kind of explaining his life without without giving away who he is yep. at first. And uh, him explaining the story is how we get the the doodaloo, 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 the flashbacks yeah. to Norman Bates yeah. uh, growing up with mother, growing up, and, and also, we actually get to see it. Also, the the host is CCH Pounder, yep. and I was totally like, "Man, what's she doing in this?" Wait, ninety. This is right. This is this is right where she belongs. This, yeah. yeah, this is totally. Yeah, good job. Good. I'm glad she got this break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I caught, on, I caught her on the way up. Caught that kid from ET on the way down. Man, <laughs> no. And uh, and uh, caught that uh, chick from Romeo and Juliet. Just sort of like well after the end had already come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this movie's hitting everybody coming everywhere. Yeah. Man. Um. So generally speaking, I am not a fan of getting the prequel story. When when they feel like they have to explain something we don't really need to see, yeah, uh-huh. you know, like we Norman's backstory, it, what we got of it is all we really needed for yep. Psycho. We yeah. didn't need to see it all play out, right? You know, so when I'm watching this, I'm kind of like, well, I mean, I guess this is kind of fun, and they're totally doing things that he actually referenced in other movies, yeah. and you know, at least they're kind of doing that, but like. I don't need an origin story. Right. And I say yeah. that all the time. I find myself saying that for so many movies when we talk about them. We don't always need an origin story. <laughs> a lot of times we don't. Also, also aside from the murdering, uh, Norman's head mother, way saner than his real mother. By yeah. this movie. Dude, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. See, and that's the thing. I, uh, I do not like this movie better than 3. No? Really? No. Uh, not a lot worse, probably, because three is pretty bad. <laughs> okay, but like three missed every mark it could miss, <laughs> um, and the execution was pretty terrible, and it just seemed sort of like pointless. Uh, this one had a direct point, and I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> because because of the overplayed origin stuff, because mm-hmm. of the way they just tried to shoehorn this extra story in. Um, I don't. I didn't need. 
any additional exposition on his mother. I, and like you said, it, it's just so over the top. Yeah. It comes off as uh, cartoonish. Yeah, bad. exactly. She was cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. she was very no. cartoonish. Uh, yeah. I thought the Oedipal stuff was super creepy and weird. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know when when they brought uh, like the boyfriend in, who was just like the weird. Like I don't even know what they were trying Chet. to do with that character. Yeah, because it's like he's the worst guy, but. He's bad at being the worst guy, I guess, because it's like you, you expect it to be this abusive boyfriend character, and it kind of is that, except he's more of just a pud yeah. than than abusive, you know? Like, he's which, just a total jackass. Which which <clears throat> is totally... but So, okay, let me defend that, because that's totally the kind of guy that that mother would, would find. You know, somebody who was kind of a pud, who was a little more... You know, he had all those, like, manly stereotypical manly features you know he was kind of gruff and he was you know kind of he kind of a sports guy he did like the boxing thing with norman at one point um but he also totally like like his interactions with norman were much more big brotherly than they were even like fatherly or stepdaddy you know yeah. what i mean like he picked on him and he kind of prodded him and you know yeah. even, even the one time where he was kind of like trying to toughen him up he was then totally like Okay, now I'm just gonna hit you in the face for Dude, real. Just punch yeah. it for real. That's such a, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's such a yeah. like a, a bad big brother thing. Yeah. So like, I thought that was an interesting dynamic to work in there that fit with the kind of yeah. guy the mother character. Well, he was, was even doing for. that thing like that one scene where he's where he was just like, "Ah, I'm nailing your mom, right? Nah, nah, yeah, cool, <laughs> yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, what is going yeah. on with it? You know? And it was like, I don't like. I, I felt like it was going so far out of its way to try to justify. Like the characterization of the other movies is like no, I don't like I don't want it to make sense that Norman is the way he is. I For want him sure. to be a crazy person. I don't want him to be driven to this by all like by being raised by cartoons. Yeah. You know. Well, <clears throat> well, I mean, him having been raised like him being driven to that is totally part of that character. You know, like, like I don't think but, the point was ever that he just invented a crazy mother character. Yeah. Well, I, maybe I'm saying it wrong, but like, but I just it don't, was like, over it's the like, top. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I found I found her to be very cartoony, especially like her voice. Like it just, I don't know. Like it seemed like she was doing this really over the top fake accent thing when she was talking, and it was just mm-hmm. like this doesn't seem natural mm-hmm. at all. Like the delivery felt very forced. Yep. Yep. Yeah. She really was. Norman, Norman, no, what no, are you doing? Norman, yeah, it was, it was bad. <laughs> oh man! But it was really interesting. Like I don't know, I, I did kind of enjoy the, the back and forth scenes, you know, like with with him actually like talking to the radio host or whatever, and like you know in this in this movie by this point he's he's married now because like he. He's he's out of he's, he's out, out of the award for the second he's time. He's out again, and this time he fell in love with like one of the nurses or whatever and married her. Yeah. So he's like married to one of the nurses from. Who, the she was also totally crazy, which that part's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that was almost like uh, like I, like I almost felt like uh, uh, like a Harley Quinn type vibe on oh, that, where she just totally. like completely just falls head over heels for this patient and forgets any level of sanity she yeah. had. Yeah. Well, that would explain that. I just remember really questioning her. At the end, there, I was just like, yeah. "What is what's yeah. happening?" Yeah, but yeah. They do uh, like the the frame story is interesting. Yeah, um, I don't think it held up through the whole movie. Like the idea that he's calling into this radio station and then recounting his past is is an idea that is 
it feels worth exploring, but then when I actually see it explored, it just starts to annoy me after a while. Yeah. Especially when you've got that this big thing with that doctor going, I think this might be Norman Bates. Yeah. Let's keep him talking and see what happens. Yeah. And then at one point, it's just like, and then the world is going to have enough of Norman Bates and just like says it out loud and then just keeps on going like, like you know, like, I mean, right. they, I think they do the close-up on CCH Pounder with the realization, but even that was just like a lame... <laughs> You know, like they—it's like they tried to manufacture a moment without actually doing anything to make that moment land, oh, yeah. and then it just continues to move on without well, anything. I'm like, even the payoffs are are you know the, are weak. I also had to laugh because they do that thing where, like, you know, in between calls or whatever, they go in and they're they're talking with the the producer who is John Landis, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, you know, the doctor's like, "This is Norman Bates. We need to keep him talking or whatever. We need to find out what's going on." And CCH Pounder, who's the radio host, is like, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get him to tell me who he's going to kill my own way. And the producer's like, the producer's like, well, her own way means she's just going to ask him straight out. And the doctor's like, no. <laughs> the doctor's like, no, we can't, we can't do that. And then they go back in there, and the doctor's like, let me talk to him. And the doctor's like, like, like Norman gets back on the phone, the doctor immediately goes... So, Norman, you said you're going to kill again. Who are you going to kill this time? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then CCH Founder's like, Doc, Doc, no, we can't. No, we got to be. Norman, you don't have to answer that. But tell me who you Like, she immediately then does the exact. She's, but tell me who you're going to kill. It's like, what are you guys doing? And who wrote this? Yeah. Excuse me. Who didn't write this scene? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, this, um, was this the movie where they undid the, the spool? thing or did they do that in that was in three that was in three because it was the reporter wasn't it no it was uh was it the reporter i think it was oh man meg tilly i feel like it was meg tilly it was one of them well no that was right it might be meg Meg tilly was in two two, so it would have been no yeah well the uh yeah you're right it was the reporter Okay. Because he was getting ready to kill the reporter, and that's when she was doing, Emma Spool is not really your mother. Yeah. She was your mother's sister. She couldn't have a baby, and she got jealous, and she tried to take the baby. Yeah. She tried to kidnap you when you were... And it was like, guys, stop. Just, yeah. It was like they just kept going through scenarios. <laughs> yeah. Like, guys, stop. This yep. is bad. This is... You're, you're, yep. you're doing this wrong. Yeah. You're doing this wrong. Yeah. In that you're so, doing yeah, it. You're but. failing at movie. <laughs> yeah. So I guess ultimately okay. we should get to so like four. ultimately with four. Then like what what we find out is that uh, Norman's wife is pregnant, and he apparently told her he, when they got married that, that he never wanted her to get pregnant. He right. didn't want he didn't want you know the possibility that his kid will grow up and be just like him and be a murderer and this and that, and that he needed to stop it. So now that she went and got herself pregnant. Well, he's just gonna have to kill her. Yeah, and, and she totally tricked him into. Yeah. The, also, yeah. Super yeah, hurt. she totally yeah. just tricked him into having a kid. Yeah. I didn't tell you I stopped taking that birth control. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, that's like, a, over the line. Right. Over <laughs> the line. That's maybe maybe Norman's right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This episode's taking a dark turn. <laughs> Joking, I'm joking, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So yeah. He has her, he has I was just him. cheering on Ed Gein, and I'm appalled. <laughs> <laughs> so he has her meet him at home, and she's gonna he's gonna kill her at home. Yeah. But then he she shows up and she talks him out of killing her. Like man, that whole scene completely too. So he, this is the, that's the scene too that I was like, because uh, I was really questioning here. Well, first of all. Like when he's just like on the phone with her and he's just like like 
if you really love me, you'll meet me at my mom's house. Yeah. Bring I'm going me. to my mom's yeah. house right now. And she's all like, what's going on? What's, what's wrong? And he's just like, going to my mom's house. Meet me there if you love me. Bring like me that, my cake. That whole, yeah, bring yeah. my cake. That whole scene was so weird. And like his delivery was way off. And it was just not... It was not acted well. No. And and then we get to that confrontation where they're like, he's going to kill her. And the whole time I'm watching it and and she's like talks him out of it and talks him down and everything's good. And I'm just like, you don't just like move on from this, right? Like, <laughs> like you don't just go home and go to bed together that night and everything's cool. Like, yeah. what, what is happening here? Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. he was like, he like had the knife. He was like yeah. moments from stabbing her yeah. to yeah. death. Yeah. yeah, and she's just like, yeah. "You don't have to do it, Norman. We can raise this baby." And yeah, like, oh, I, I guess you're say, right. Like, I guess you're right. If you're, 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 again, burn that house when down. you're crazy yeah. enough to fall in love with Norman Bates and trick him into, uh, so, uh, uh, it's totally fair. You know, the, yeah, yeah. Then you're crazy enough to go back home with him after he. I was gonna say you you making the Harley Quinn reference made that click a little bit more for me but I, in the moment i was just like what 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 the yeah. actual hell <laughs> yeah. like seriously like this is that you don't just get to move on from this and right. like have your kid and be cool right like you're totally gonna go home and call the cops on your husband right he tried to murder you yeah <laughs> no he thought about murdering her <laughs> oh okay yeah <laughs> he just thought really hard about it so then Mur- uh norman burns down the house mm. murders gets, mother gets trapped inside mm-hmm um, does he? Oh, that's does he? Like lights? Well, like I don't, like he's like well, no, she gets lit on fire. Who gets lit on fire? Doesn't mother? Or is that in that's movie? In, in the is that in three in the third one? Okay. Oh, we, we, so we stabs. totally didn't talk about that. The third one, he stabs the mummy to death. Yeah. Because yeah. the third one, and, and, and another bad. Does he get lit about, on fire too? Maybe. I remember him stabbing it in three. And I remember it getting lit on fire. I thought it getting well, lit on fire I was think, in four. So, so he hallucinates a lot when he when he lights the fu- when he sets the house on fire and gets trapped inside. He starts hallucinating. Yeah. And there's that because there's like the mother skeleton and that burst into flame. Oh, but that wasn't yeah. really there. Yeah. You know, there, so there's I'm like a bunch of. of hallucinations while he's gonna burn to death in this building. Yeah. In the Bates the Bates house. Yeah. Um, well, it's possible the smoke will get him before the fire does. Well, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but then he just escapes out the side instead. <laughs> like a I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I made like, it. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Like, he's running around the house and yeah. stuff's falling and blocking his path. Then he just, and then he, like, falls yep. down into the basement. It's, but then he just opens, like, the storm cellar doors and just walks yeah. out. And escapes like, oh, and reunites okay. with his wife. And then presumably the radio station never calls the police and yeah. sends a bunch of cops after it because he definitely did just on the radio admit to who he was and that he was about to kill yeah. someone. Yeah. Yeah. You, also, you also super can't just burn down a house even if you own it. That's what I was I was <laughs> yeah. making that same comment when I was watching. I was like, cool, so they just put out the fire and they're just leaving? They're just like, like all right, sorry, hey, sorry about your house, Norman, but we put it I out. Think, We're going to go now. Yeah. I think that depends on the zoning laws. You oh, just okay. can't collect the insurance. Maybe so. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Maybe so. I was like, I don't. Yeah, you can't just burn your yeah, house down. That's you know, okay. Always like, depends on I mean, which state you're in. Okay. Also, well, also, I'm pretty sure if you've murdered a whole bunch of people, and <laughs> like they look at that, like he's you, reformed if, again, man. Okay, fair enough. Just fair leave enough. him alone. Let him burn well, down he also, his house. Jeez. He also admitting admitted to killing a bunch of people on that radio show that they probably didn't know about. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah, that's the thing. In the flashbacks, we got to see like his first two kills, which I think he's referenced in the other movies, like the first two. Like, cause there's like I mean, yeah. he, well, he the, all of that well, felt super made up to me. Yeah, Maybe yeah, he not, referenced them, but well, he, he definitely referenced murdering his mother and, and, and her yeah. boyfriends. Yeah. I don't think he ever referenced 
murdering like is the first random, one the first one kept some coming random back alive. cheerleader chick Remember the first yeah one, the first i was gonna say like also alive. why was like the head cheerleader so infatuated with yeah. the weird guy yeah that, I mean, that's a thing right? you know i don't <laughs> not in high school maybe. Have, i mean they didn't have a they she they plain view obviously didn't have a you know a, a jock or a, a Danny. Uh, they had a football team, as we found out in three. <laughs> so mean, they had to have one. Seventy years later, yeah. <laughs> a Danny Zuko. The Danny Zuko, <laughs> fantastic. I love, I love it. Oh boy, this movie. Yeah, well, that's the end of the psychos. So, so <laughs> I, I, have, I have two things. One, one thing we glossed over, and then I have a thought for the okay that, uh, for the franchise. Um, I totally so uh, one and two. Psycho and Psycho 2. Um, Anthony Perkins is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. And then in 3, all of a sudden, I don't like he's doing this this bad William Shatner impersonation. Because everything he says is broken up into weird <laughs> emphasis, right? Yeah, yeah. And like I called that out watching it. Um, <laughs> totally did, yeah. But yeah. And then he did that all the way through the, the fourth one, too. Um, but I do have to say... I found like some interviews with Anthony Perkins, and in the interviews, he totally did that. Like, that's just how he just, talks. That's just that's how he cadence. talks. Yeah, <laughs> I would I say. Like, this is, I was like, did he have yeah. a stroke between one? William and like, William Shatner. William Shatner himself is such a glitch in the matrix that I don't. If you're trying to do a William Shatner impression, I don't think you can do a bad one. <laughs> well, well, fair. <laughs> However, I know what you mean, and yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> so my my other thought. <clears throat> The thing I want to say about this franchise, this series of four, um, I really love the story told through these four movies. Like, like they're not good movies. I wonder if I would be more forgiving to these movies if the first one wasn't Psycho. Um, but like, I really want to like. The way they do, because Psycho, you know, the story in Psycho and the way it flows into the story in the second one where, like, they, he, he gets cured, but they remake him crazy and then he kind of resets things. And then there's this, you know, stretch of time where he's just full on lost in his crazy, you know, like he fell off the bandwagon. You know? Yeah. That's part of, yeah. That's, part of cure, that's part of getting cured, right? You fall yeah. off the bandwagon, sure. right? Yeah. So he falls off the bandwagon, he spills some time just, you know, and then, and then to come back with the fourth one where he's looking back at the beginning, but he's also like closing his chapter, his closing his story and burning down and abandoning that. Like he's looking at the past and that movie ends with him burning down the past. And like, I feel like this is a really, good series story like mm-hmm. like the way it's encapsulated the way it's bookended i feel like it deserves such better movies <laughs> that actually work you yeah. know what i mean yeah you know i like even the you know the the halloweens were just like random sequel random sequel random sequel mm-hmm. um the fridays random sequel random sequel random you know this these Disregarding the caliber of the movie, these stories feel like they were planned to tell a complete story. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And I, I feel like I, I want I want to like the fr- the you want to like I want to like the yeah. I want to like three and four more than I do because yeah. I like looking well, at you the can, big picture. I like that flow. Of you, the story. you I mean, you can like that outline without <clears throat> liking yeah. the individual right. parts of it, right? You know? Which which I do. Yeah. 
But, like, I also... I also hesitate to believe anything in four was planned with a grander view in mind. <laughs> but I, but it doesn't have to be planned for it to work that way. Either. Also, also, I don't think. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's my thing. I don't think anybody made four going. You know, I think they just made like oh, you yeah. know, people are people are dying to see what really yeah. happened. You know, people this is the justice that Hitchcock's yeah. vision deserves. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. So speaking of the justice, oh boy, that Hitchcock's vision deserves. Go on. <laughs> uh, somebody, a man, had the bravery, the vision to try and, and and bring that bring that justice and bring that Hitchcock vision back to life. You're talking about the Goodwill Hunting guy, right? Not uh, uh, Gus Van Sant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Busy Ben. Busy. <laughs> man, John. So. <laughs> Did you watch the the remake? I took the moral high ground on this one. Okay, you did uh, the right yeah. thing. Yeah, I you did the right thing. I watched the remake. <laughs> I did too. I'm pretty sure I'd I've seen the remake before, but I couldn't remember. Um, you remember last episode last week how you said that you know you, you just just watched the first one, but like hey, just what if every scene was bad? Yeah. Um, <laughs> John, that is just not accurate. <laughs> the problems with that movie, are so far beyond. So far beyond. Nothing in that movie worked. <laughs> Everything in that movie was was bad and wrong. Like, and that's always been my full understanding. And it's like, again, it's one of the like, I don't want to know the answer to this question. <clears throat> I just wonder how a shot for shot remake of something so good can turn out so bad. But that is the universal. Well, I'm about to, I'm impression. About to, so. I'm about to tell you. Because I have, there's just so many things I want to say about this movie, and I'm not, I'm not gonna suck up a ton of time. I have a few specific problems that I need to point out. Mm. Like, first of all, every single person in this movie was doing something different, um, and I, I think Gus Van Sant was the only one who knew that they were trying to do a shot-for-shot remake of Psycho, because um, Viggo Mortensen is doing this weirdly off-puttingly overly genuine cowboy character yeah. for no reason at yeah, all totally. like that doesn't fit in this movie at all that has Sam Loomis yeah, he's, yeah. Sam, he's Sam Loomis yeah. um and he's he like you could almost come he is so weirdly sincere you could almost convince me that somebody told him he was playing the Norman Bates character yeah you know, he's just so, like, almost childlike, and he, and he wears a stupid cowboy hat for no, like, I don't know if he's supposed to be from, I mean, Sam Loomis was not from Texas. I know there's cowboys in Arizona, but, like, I don't think, it was bad. It was, yeah. It was so bad. Um, Anne Heche, she, she wasn't bad. You know, she. I, I, almost, I almost feel like she was too good of an actress. Her and... Uh, Who's the other lady in that? Um, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Her and Julianne Moore almost felt like they were too good for this, for their for their roles because they they wanted to like this movie only would have worked if they because you have to do like an impersonation, yeah, right. Um, and they were both too good to do that do impersonations of their characters. They were both trying to bring like acting and pathos to the characters, and not that the you know. The original actresses didn't do that, 
but there was they just fit in their movie. Yeah. And these two women were acting yeah. too well to fit They're in this movie. Trying to shoehorn themselves into right. something. Yes. Um the one the one thing that did work, uh William H. Macy plays Arbogast mm-hmm. and he fit perfect into this into this movie into I this can scene. See that. Yeah, he just did like it was, it was, he was right for the role he did. It was and it was super. He was the only one too that I felt like, even though everybody else was doing the exact same dialogue, um, he was the only one that I started having fun with the dialogue. Somebody else doing that dialogue. <clears throat> so and the, and the funny thing about him too, I don't know if you've looked anything else up about this, but he's gone on to do interviews about this movie, talking about how uh, when he he like begged to do any movie with uh, this director. Gus Van Sant. He really wanted to work with this director. And when they all basically got there to film this movie, they had no idea that he just wanted to do a shot-for-shot remake of the original. Uh, they, they were all expecting his own twist on Psycho, and yeah. that's what they wanted to do. Uh, to the extent where William H. Macy tried to convince him to change some of the dialogue and some of the scenes, specifically the falling down the stairs scene, because yeah. William H. Macy hates the way it looks <laughs> because they shot it exactly the same as Alfred Hitchcock did. Mm. So it's the same real cheesy looking yeah. fall down the stairs. And, and uh, he specifically did not like that scene mm. and apparently had arguments trying to get him to change direction on this movie and he would not yeah. do it. Yeah. So he's, he's gone on to say that this movie is totally misguided and, and everything. Yeah. And, so, and I yeah. believe that one, like you can, yeah. you know, I, I didn't read anything like that. You can just see that in the making of it. Yeah. Yeah. Who played who played the creepy cowboy at the beginning? Uh, totally somebody we know. Um, I have it here. Hold on, sorry. He said he still said the line too, which was great. It's warm, warm as fresh milk outside. It's <laughs> my as, favorite. Yeah. Warm as fresh milk. Uh, I, I wonder if, if when William H Macy's making this complaint, if he's doing it about that one specific scene, like <laughs> Chad, that seems like too late. You Chad, know? Chad yeah. Everett. Chad Everett. This right? Guy. Or was it this yeah. guy? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know his name. name. You know the face. face. Know the face. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so obviously we have to talk about Vince Vaughn. Dude, right? the shining star of awful in this movie. So, so bad. I don't know how he is still a thing after making that movie. Because this was like one of his earliest things. Yeah, right? this was, I mean, like post-swingers. But, yeah. But pre- I don't, a lot I don't of his big know, stuff. I don't know how. I'm glad he did this come out. Like I like Wedding Singer. or 90? No, as well. I mean, nineties when Cycle Four came out. Yeah, ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. He is so bad. So Uh, bad. Just, just totally miscast for this character. Completely Completely. miscast for this character. The the easy the easy thing to say is that Anthony Perkins made Norman Bates work because he was so good at the subtlety of it. Yes, Norman Bates is such a subtle character. Absolutely. And nothing about like. There's not a subtle bone in Vince Vaughn's body. Nope. No, no, not even kind of. I was reading some stuff, you know, afterwards, and I think one of the the, the most real comments that I read about Vince Vaughn's version of this character was that, you know, when you're watching the original one, especially like when you're thinking of the audience watching the original Psycho in 1960, it was a complete shock that somebody who looked and acted like Anthony Perkins mm-hmm. could end up being somebody that could be a murderer. Right. And that's like 
the beauty of that character. Because even watching it now, we talked about the subtleties and just the way he plays that character. Yeah. And it's it's a, a genuine surprise, especially to that audience back then, that somebody who looked like that could be a murderer. Yeah. When you look at Vince Vaughn, he looks like somebody who could be a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just no subtleties about him. There's no, like, you know, like, there's nothing about him that that gets rid of that doubt. Like, oh, there's no yeah. way this guy could kill somebody. Because from the minute he walks on screen, his character looks like somebody that could, ki- that, yeah. that could be the killer. You know what I mean? He just... Mm-hmm. It's just the way he carries himself and the way, you know, everything about him is just so anti-Anthony Perkins. It's ridiculous. So I also don't want to breeze over the fact that Vince Vaughn is just bad in this movie. (laughs) It's not just a styles clash. He is bad in this movie. He keeps doing those lines. And, you know, Anthony Perkins would have those lines where he'd be saying something that's a little... And then he'd have that manufactured laugh where, where like, if, you, if you're watching with a critical eye, you're like, that's not how a normal person laughs. Right. Except that Vince Vaughn was like, would, like, stick that laugh, you know, where he'd say something. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was such yeah. a, it was just bad. He <laughs> did a lot. Um, when, when we first meet him, he, and, and, he, and he flip-flops and does all the wrong things. Like, when we first meet him, he's doing, like, the... The childlike, you know, oh, this this kid's kind of stuck in like a child childish mindset. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he way overplays that. He's like, it's like Vince Vaughn doing an impersonation of a seven year old. Um, it's not it's not a subtle. Oh, this guy's kind of innocent. It's why is this guy acting like an eight year old? Yeah, what's going on here? But then, like halfway through the movie, he switches to like this creepy, effeminate. Like predatory gay man, like like it's just ugh, you know, like like it's it's a completely different yeah take on Norman Bates, which once again is like missing the point of Norman yeah. Bates. Like like the point of Norman Bates is he looks normal until he murders. He's not a he's not a gay cross dresser that murders people. Yeah, he's he's is a normal he's two dude. different people. Right, he's, he's two, two different, different people. people. He's so, he's yes. the mother and normal normal right. Uh yeah, I didn't like some of the, you know, like we keep talking about this as a shot for shot remake, but we should bring up the point like they did it is set in the 90s. It's yep. like set in 98. So right. like they they modernized it a little bit because of that. And most of the dialogue is exactly the same as the original movie. They did add a few little things here and there that yeah. were a little more risque or things that couldn't be said in the original movie. Yep. Um, it's also $400,000. $400,000 instead of $40,000. Okay. That's probably um, good. Yeah. I, okay. So like when we're talking about just like the weird little things that they added for whatever reason, like... I I was really put off by the scene where he looked through the peephole yeah. to see her getting in the shower and then just started masturbating. Well, that's that's again absolutely. I was like, that, why was this necessary? That to made add me that, want to well, fight Gus Van Sant. Yeah, Sam. like that that was just an unnecessary thing to add to this yeah. character. Yeah, like well, and it completely misses the point it, of it, the character. Yeah, yeah. Like, like once once again, because that that's that's what what happened. So like. Norman Bates does not wash through the peephole, masturbate, and then go to murder her to get his sexual thrill. Right. Like, like he looks through the peephole and has an impure thought, and then the mother character takes over. And yeah. That's, so that, that's why he watches for half a second and then leaves immediately. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? In the, right. in the original one. Right. He doesn't, he's, he's not sitting there 
getting his thrill and and thinking about you know oh, yeah. having these urges comes up. He sits there, has that one impure thought, and then the mother character takes over, and yeah. it's time to murder the girl. Yeah. Who's yes, trying to just, you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Like yeah. absolutely, like it yeah. stops him from getting to that point. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. So I just yeah, like seriously, that was that was the moment. Like I was already like. This is just this is this whole thing feels pointless, but like that moment took me so far out of it that I was just over it yeah, at that yeah. point. Well, I was like, "How can you be a Hollywood guy who, I mean, apparently, yeah, fancies yourself as being inspired by Alfred Hitchcock and this movie so bad that you want to go and just redo it?" Yeah, in it, like everything that as close right. to the same as you can when clearly you misunderstand it that deeply. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <sighs> the point it lost me was on the drive where when uh, Anne Heche is is driving at night and they do that close-up shot on her face and like the, the psycho music is playing. Yep. And for whatever reason, in this movie, the music did not connect with and I, I, I couldn't tell you the difference. I could watch them side by side and probably still not tell you what, what the difference was. But Psycho, the music connected and it felt the yeah. 60, you know, Hitchcock Psycho, the music connected. It felt like a part of the, the movie. It felt like it was driving the movie in the, the Gus Van Sant version. It felt like cause it felt like overlaid. You know what I mean? It's right. like, here's a scene and the Psycho music played it laid over it. You know, it did not something about it was just disconnected. Totally. Totally. And, and I was like, like, I got to that scene and I was like, this is, I, I think that's when I, I messaged you guys and I was like, man, nothing about this movie works. Yeah. Nothing about it. Nothing about I, this movie. I hated his mother look. Yeah. It was terrible. Was, uh, yeah. Like, why did we have to do change it? Like, like <laughs> right. he's wearing like this long, luscious blonde wig now and like, I don't know, it just looked terrible. It didn't yeah. look like... Like an the old way lady you would mother, expect you know, him yeah. to look as mother, um, they changed the freaking house. Yeah. Like, and and then you know what makes me even more mad about that is when I was reading about it, they they built that new house in front of the old house set. So like, you built this worse looking house yeah. to be the new house for psycho that just looks like a normal house it doesn't have like that cool creepy like if you've got the original set right there why in the world wouldn't yeah. you just Especially use if you're it trying to make a chef, chef yes. yes what was the point of making yeah. a new ugly house that like that house is one of the characters of yeah. psycho yeah how do you how do you do that and i was so just, mad you just don't get it <laughs> yeah they don't get it he didn't get it. Absolutely, this movie is not worth your time. It just isn't. It really isn't. I was I was so upset at the end of it. It was bad. <laughs> I was, it was so bad. upset. I was. Um, I, I I I checked out on it so hard. Like I watched it all the way through to the end. Me too. Um, I checked Me out too. on it so hard. Uh, I I don't really like. I didn't. I barely noticed that the house was different. Um, I, I was I was so put off by. I couldn't figure out what what like. The new house looked dumb too. Viggo Mortensen was, just, was so bad. In he this was movie. so bad. I like Viggo Mortensen. I, I uh-huh. can't think of anything where I would be like, "Gosh, he was terrible in this." Yeah. He was bad in this movie. It wasn't just the character. Again, it wasn't just this character was off. Like yeah. he was bad. Yeah, he was bad. Well, I mean, they probably figured out. Really nothing. Like you said, they all got to the set. We're going to do this exciting yeah. thing, and yeah. then they find out that they're just doing this thing that yeah. doesn't make that much sense. And they yeah. probably all checked out the same yeah, time. You're probably yeah. right. I'm sure they all probably did once they realized what was going on. Yeah, 
they probably all got real excited when they were being cast for this update of Psycho, right. and then it wasn't an update. Now, did they still <laughs> do it? Was they, a misguided. Yeah. Did, did they still remake. do the ten minute explanation yes. at the end? Yes, yes they do. Yeah. Word for word, mm-hmm. it's uh oh, who who gave it? It, it was um uh Robert Fo- Robert Forster. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, no. Well, not, not nice. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. But but maybe I'm you know my most I don't know if he does serious movies or whatever. Um, my most recent memory of him is uh, Community. <laughs> oh, when he was the when he was oh. Chevy Ch- when he was yep. when he was Chevy Chase and uh, Abed's Happy Place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So like so like he came in to, to deliver the the like the payoff of sight and I was like of course why why isn't it just Chevy Chase this is ridiculous wait in the no wasn't in, uh, the, yeah that's that was uh, uh, Fred Willard Fred Willard in yeah. community Willard? in community yeah yeah I, I could totally see how you can feel confuse like that's them the same though <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably are they're the same person <laughs> uh, man yeah this this was bad I was anyway the first movie is so good. <laughs> everybody, everybody should just go watch the first Psycho movie. Put it on your list for Halloween this year. It's it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. And then wait like a year and then watch Psycho two. Maybe yeah. that's the trick. Maybe that is the trick. I still I had a lot of fun with Psycho yeah. two. Uh, I I I like Psycho. You know 2. what? And I will say at the end of it's, the day, I had a lot of fun doing this entire marathon. Like yeah. I did like watching all of these, even though I didn't really care for for a lot of the story elements these were still fun to watch so i will give them that i will give them that that's how most of these franchises are a lot of many bad movies but they're always a good time i I think that's the thing that is different about horror movies than most other genres totally because like 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 the worse they get the better sometimes the more fun they are to watch yeah you know yeah i get that um it's the but, ones in the middle that are the drags. Yeah, if they've, the, they're the ones that are really good are really good, well, and the ones that are really bad are really fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, and there's plenty of horror movies that aren't worth watching, but you know, like almost, and, and that's almost yeah, the you point. Can find a million of them on Prime right now. <laughs> yeah. Like there's plenty. You know, you can just slash away, and like if some people are going to get killed, and as long as there's good kills, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch this movie. It doesn't need good acting. It doesn't need yeah. you know totally. <laughs> all, right. all right guys well we do have a bit of a format to stick to okay um so we do have to go through uh what character what was your favorite character other than other than norman norman doesn't count oh have a favorite that's character? tough um probably meg tilly i was gonna say her too i did like her character <clears throat> um Gosh, I feel like she's the most standout out of yeah. everybody throughout all these movies, aside from Norman. Well, and she's uh, the one that, like she was fleshed out. She had an interesting story. Yes, um, yes. you know she had a uh, an interesting ending, even you know to her story. Mother's yeah. my favorite character. Yeah. I mean, I got I, <laughs> I got to go back to Janet Lee. Yeah, I, I I have I love the first oh, not, four, not the not first. Anish? Not in Hay. Oh, okay. Well, you know I love the first forty <laughs> minutes of Psycho. It, 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 the first forty minutes is like this film noir you know yeah, like, totally. like noir is totally. like like if i have a favorite other than horror it's probably noir like i love noir movies sure and especially like black and white so like like the first half of that movie just right in my wheelhouse i'm i'm all in for that and then the second half is also i'm all in but so janet lee would probably be my cool um 
What character were you most looking forward to dying? Duke. Whether they did or not. Duke. Duke was a Duke was <laughs> yeah, set up as a D bag right from the beginning, and even when we were watching that and like that whole car scene, we were like, well, "Can't wait for this guy to die." Yeah, like, you can sure. tell that's what they're setting him up for. Yeah, mm. I'd, I'd I'd put Dennis Franz right up there, also. Yeah, probably Duke more. Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, totally. If, if we need an honorable mention, he's yeah. he's right there, <clears throat> man. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's a person I want to see die more than Duke. Vince Vaughn. Um, well, I was gonna say <laughs> Vince Vaughn counts. counts. You said yeah. outside of Norman, but outside of Norman, I, I, I will still give you that Just one. Just Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even Norman Bates. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Would, would, I, would I give up Wedding Crashers <laughs> yeah. to not have no, the 98 can, Psycho? Just, you can just not watch the 98 Psycho. <laughs> yeah, I like Wedding Crashers. <laughs> um, man, Chet. Yeah. Chet, I really wish Chet had died more spectacularly. Because he just kind of he just kind of gets poisoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He he kind of did that thing where he kept coming back too, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. I'm back. I'm dead again. I'm back. <laughs> just kept coming back and trying to fight. Chet's fight never Norman. died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's what we came for. All right. Why we're here? Why we do the freak easy? Favorite kill? It's a no-brainer, oh. right? I mean, it's totally Lila yeah. in part two. It's got to be. <laughs> that was definitely yeah. my favorite. Like that's my favorite kill amongst like b- several franchises, probably. <laughs> I mean, the the original shower scene has to be up there because it's iconic. Yeah. But my favorite one to watch was absolutely Lila yeah. in part yeah. two. Yeah, I rewound on that one a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those like I did not just see that. <laughs> oh, he did. I did. Oh, he did it again. He did it for real. Um, so, so I actually have to go with, uh, Mrs. Spool at the end of part two. <laughs> it's also oh, great. With the, also the shovel. Great. The yeah. shovel. Because it inspired you. Yeah. To, you know, uh, it's got a lot of nostalgic <laughs> quality to it. Yeah. No. Your mom's listening to this right now going, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. No, you know, it actually, honestly, it totally, um, part of what I love about it is it's one that I don't really know how they do. Cause that old lady is just sitting at that table and he picks up that giant, that, his his giant Dude. shovel, kitchen shovel, just overhand yeah, swings that just, thing and, and just pounds it. it. Like it's there's not a cut to it. There's not a, you know what I mean? Like like it's one that's kind of it sucks me in, and I'm like, I don't know how they did that. Oh. I don't know what the magic trick I is. I mean, they, maybe yeah. he really just murdered that. <laughs> he just he just hit that lady over there with a the shovel. I mean, she's. I mean, you're just you're I mean, just yeah. She's, she's old. <laughs> You know, maybe she knew what she was signing. Is there is there like yeah. a premium for? <laughs> you know, you oh, have man. a soft spot in that because uh, you've hit people with shovels on on film before. I mean, <laughs> you're trying, oh, yeah, that's you're just trying to figure out the the. It was a snow shovel. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. you're trying to figure out the the style to it. <laughs> <laughs> any yeah. any parts you can borrow and add to your repertoire. <laughs> <sighs> Guys, that's psycho. That was awesome. Man. I had a lot of fun. Re, I love that re, movie. Re, yeah. Re, if if re, you re, if you haven't re, seen Psycho, go watch it. If you haven't seen Psycho in a long time, go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm highly gonna rep- recommend Psycho two. Um, I think that's a good part of the canon, a good sequel. Um, man, I don't know that I don't think it's one of the more solid horror sequels. At number two, sure. You know, like some of the ones with longer franchise. You know, there's there's Halloween's that I like better. They're all down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They're not Halloween I too. Would, no, I would say the same thing with uh, the Fridays. There's there's Fridays that I that I like. That there's Fridays. Not nah, you know what yeah, I, like, I, I like. Man, I, I like. I like. Fridays, I like Psycho Two. Those, I like those, Psycho that, Two. Fine, but but uh, Psycho rough. Two ain't no Jason X. <laughs> Jason fair. X. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but man. Uh, well, and, and I, my, my point was going to be like, you know what? Um, that's not a fair comparison because uh, Friday the 13th is far from, like, the first one is far from my favorite movie in that franchise anyway. Yeah. So, fair. So, that's a weird franchise to compare. Um, three and four, you can take them or leave them. Totally. <laughs> if you're a completionist, if you're a completionist, see them. Uh, if, if you've got some adult beverages and some friends coming over, they yeah, might yeah. be worth turning yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, especially I three. Yeah. I think especially three. Like yeah. three, three is a good. Three is a good it's guys' night. It's been. I didn't like three or four at all, but I wouldn't tell anybody to right. avoid them like the plague by any means. You know, they're uh, they're still better than a lot. <clears throat> they're of, not the remake of uh, man D rate <laughs> yeah, horror just, movies. Just don't watch the remake. We took that bullet for you. Yeah, you don't need to watch that one. Um, yeah. There's nothing redeeming about it. And uh, tweet these guys a thank you for doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man. Well, what's next? What's on our agenda? Next, next week, the geek icon guy. Like I, I feel like I feel like we can't. I feel like we're missing something until we do this one. Ooh, what is it? Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Oh snap! My heart just fluttered. I'm excited. I'm excited. Just doing the movies. Okay. It's not, um, not Ash versus. I mean, if if you got, I mean, we can. I, I've, I've seen watched, a, I've yeah. seen a little bit of uh, Ash versus, but yeah, I would agree. Let's just do the movies. For yeah, this. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sure we can talk about it a little bit. I have one thing to say um, yeah. about it. So, like, if you guys have seen it or yeah. if you want to watch some, I mean, of I it, watched. I watched part of the first season. I never did finish it. Yeah. but I got you know. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm in, man. I'm excited. But and we're doing the remake for that one. Yeah, I'll do the remake for that one. We are sweet. definitely doing the no remake problem. for that. One. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Have you seen that yet? I haven't. This is going to be my first time seeing that one. It's pretty good. Yeah. So Jaren's been talking about it a lot, so I'm, I'm excited. I I'm not even worried about building it up. Yeah? I'm not even worried. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried that I'm going to oversell you on this and you're going to be like, oh, I expected we more. We definitely got to get together to watch that. For sure. Cool. For sure. Cool. And guys, hopefully you will get together with us next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, go watch The Evil Dead so you can follow along as we discuss them next week. Uh that's been the that's been the freak easy. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe if you're watching us on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure to rate us and review us if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, you can find the audio version for the freak easy and the geek easy on all your favorite podcasting apps, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's YouTube Music, yeah, now? YouTube Music or <laughs> Not, Google Podcasts or, or Google Podcasts. That's, that's what it that's is. What Google it is Podcasts. For the podcast, yeah. Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Yep. If yep. any of those are still around, you so can Amazon find us Music on those. has podcasts now. Are we on that? Yeah, we're on Apple nice. Podcasts and Google Podcasts. We're on both of those. Oh, I said so. Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Amazon. I music submitted. Has I submitted now. us for yes. I submitted us for Amazon, nice. and I submitted us for. Um, uh, what's the 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 uh, the devices like echoes and stuff so that you can say oh, so no. that you can say play the Geek Easy yep. podcast yep. and it'll actually know yep. what it's so you can just out. randomly say to your robot overlords out loud our show name and yeah. it'll just start and it playing play it. Yeah. Yeah. shortly so, before so I submitted it for yeah, that too shortly so. before the machines rise yeah that's right kill us all <laughs> that's right that's right hey, are we gonna do a judgment Daisy judgment Daisy. <laughs> 
You can, we can just we can just do so the Terminator. We can just do the Terminator. We can just do the Terminators on the freakies. Yeah. I just love how we keep coming up with franchises oh, that we're yeah. like, let's do these franchises. <laughs> yeah. so we got like a pile of them that we want to do. For sure, I love it, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. John, any final words? Uh, Phantom Dan, any last words? It's as warm as fresh milk out here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> the Geek Easy Podcast is a production of PixelDan.com. Musical tracks used in the intro and outro are used with full permission of the respective owners or creators. Intro and outro narrations are provided by me, Brian T. Stevenson. PixelDan.com's The Geek Easy Podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed are those solely of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily represent those of PixelDan.com or any other party. Be sure to join us next time for another installment of the Geek Easy Podcast.